0: We're live, folks. Anyways, we are back with the great Ricky Aguilar and Gerard Michaels back in the house. You guys have never done this together, right? It's it's always been Adam. You're sitting in Adam's chair. I'm sitting in Adam's chair, yeah. and, And Gerard sitting in... His chair, you yeah, know where yeah.
1: he's at right now. So, have you guys ever spent time together? No, or no this the first he's, time. He's flexing on me all day. over oh, here. Oh no, he's, yeah? he's, no. Been, he's he's been flexing on me. Shows up with a ten thousand dollar watch. I'm like, what's <laughs> what, what's going on here? We're talking about flexing. Last night, there was a guy flexing at the house till
0: one o'clock in the morning. Our friend uh, Phil Heath, oh, seventh time Mr. Olympia. That
1: was nuts. We had a
0: good time with him yesterday. You know, you know, just a, just a crazy thought to th- uh, throw out there. A year ago, I got myself in trouble. OK, I, I didn't get myself in trouble, but I got, you know, Phil and I were doing a live and I said, what if what if I run a bodybuilding contest show? But I want the best of the best show up. First place, I give a million bucks. OK, second place, I give a half a million bucks, but I want the best of the best of the best. And we sell it on pay-per-view and it got Phil a little bit in trouble because you're not supposed to be talking to the guy. I mean, this is your Mr. Olympia. You're not supposed to do that. But you know what? There's something about the Mr. Olympia brand that needs competition. Mm-hmm. I don't know why. I just feel it needs it needs somebody to ruffle the feathers a little bit. I think it's a little bit too political. I'd love to see somebody come out there and steer the pot with Mr. I was doing bodybuilding interviews for a long time. We may be doing some surprises here soon. I don't know what it is. But just something about wanting to compete with Mr. Olympia excites me. Absolutely. I don't know what it is. I don't know what it is. And I, By the way, I don't even know if there's a big audience for bodybuilding or not. I don't know if there's I think a big bigger... there is.
2: I think there might be now yeah. more than even before, Pat.
0: There's a part of me that wants to agree with you. There's a part of me that wants to believe that. There's a part yeah. of me that thinks
2: You know, vegans and all that stuff. There's a new world that we're yeah. living in right now that people are like trying to live real healthy. I think there's a bigger market than you might think. Can I ask you a weird question? Yeah.
0: Mr. Olympia. huh. How big of a brand is that?
1: Massive. Massive yeah. brand. I mean bodybuilding yeah, people. Okay.
0: Arnold, Lee yeah. Haney. Yeah. They have footage from everywhere. Yes. How many subscribers do you think Mr. Olympia's YouTube channel has? You can't answer this. How many subscribers do you think I, their oh, channel wow. has? I, I said last night. He said night, two and a half million. Two and a
1: half
2: million. Uh, I'm going to go. Man, that's tough. Can
0: you pull it up? Worldwide? I worldwide. Say, their YouTube channel. Yeah,
2: I would say maybe, uh, maybe four million. Four million. Okay, yeah, I, would have,
0: I would have said five. Kai, can you pull up yeah. their YouTube channel right now to, to take a look at this? You know. <laughs> by the way, maybe help them out a little bit. Go give them a subscriber or something. Shit, I don't know what they're doing over there, but. Okay, uh, go to Mr. Olympia's YouTube channel, okay? Here's a brand. Who the hell is running this thing that can't even figure out to get more what? than 31,000 subscribers? If I'm, a bo- if I'm a bodybuilder representing a brand like that, you guys got to do a better job marketing. You got physiques. You ever see these guys with apps post a picture 38,000 likes? Yeah. These guys yeah. are posting 48,000 likes. How do you not have a chance? All the footage they own, they don't even know how to market a brand like this. Anyways, I hope the new guy does something about it, Jake. I've heard good things about him. But uh, I think uh, I think there needs to be some kind of a shakeup
1: there. Well, That's just my capitalism. opinion. competition, man. I mean, look, this is what I was hoping for. I was really, really rooting for Vince McMahon's XFL to actually – do something not to compete with the NFL but to maybe improve the brand give these guys a chance to to you know Listen
0: that's one of the best things about capitalism look what happened with Rogan and Stelter right let's get right into what happened with Rogan and we got by, by the way we got a lot of stories going on okay uh, uh, Gerard's favorite story is the Nickelodeon story because Gerard grew up <laughs> hardcore on Nickelodeon. we got to touch up on that. Yeah. Justin Bieber pretended to. This was an actual interesting uh, spoof of what happened, saying this isn't Justin. you got the wrong guy. We'll cover that here in a minute. Chris Cuomo calling Fox News a disgrace. you got uh, Devin Booker. This might be a bad president. Richard Jefferson roasted NBA. I mean, anyways, Devin Booker stood up uh, and uh, did something uh, very interesting that pissed off a lot of people. Victoria's Secret abandons It's uh, dressed angels saying they're no longer culturally relevant activists and entrepreneurs will be the new faces of the brand. It says, will it work or not? I guess we're going to talk about that and some stuff going on in Chicago. But let's talk about let's talk about uh, uh, Rogan and Stelter. Okay, so Brian Stelter is with CNN, right? For now. And he's got a show that is plummeted tremendously. I don't know if you're familiar with Brian Stelter's. (laughs) He, you know, they call out typically, you know, these YouTubers, because I can't believe these podcasters are getting more views than we are. So Rogan decides to call them out. And here's what Rogan said. Let's just read this story here and let's get right into what it. Well, page are
2: you in? Penn? I'm on
0: page six. Page six, got it. Inside Joe, Riggin, Joe Rogan's bitter feud with CNN's Brian Stelter, this is a Newsweek story. During the conversation with political commentator Kyle Kolinsky on the Joe Rogan experience, Rogan described a CNN segment about the popularity of YouTubers and podcasts who in some cases have more viewers than traditional TV networks. Rogan said of Brian Stelter, who hosts reliable sources. They're describing as if they're entitled to viewers. This is because the market has spoken and your show is effing terrible (laughs) rogan also took aim at stelter for his recent interview with white house press secretary uh in his in which he asked what does the press get wrong when covering biden's agenda okay how about biden how about brian stelter talking to the press uh broadening his criticism to the cable hosts in general rogan added they're obviously being told a certain amount of what to do and i mean Maybe he'd be an interesting guy if he had his own effing podcast. If he could just rely on, on his own personality and be himself, I don't know. I can't imagine doing that gig. Any of those guys, that gig is a strange gig, right? So you talk about capitalism, yep. okay? Yep. You talk about capitalism. This is the ultimate capitalisting thing taking place right now on, on media. You got these guys who went to the Columbia University, they all did the right way, they got their jobs at CNN, and now Rogan is crushing these guys' numbers. Yep. Crowder is destroying them, and they're upset about it. What are your thoughts about
1: that? Oh, let me tell you, man. This is a great time to be alive because and the funny thing about it is it's gaslighting more than anything else. Stelter's trying to say that because of these podcasts, people like Rogan and Patrick ben David, they can get fake news. They don't want it's not fake news. Who's more fake news than CNN? they're mad they don't have control over the narrative. These people are so sick in the head. This human thumb that is Brian Stelter. And thank you for describing to your audience who he is because there's nobody who's ever watched him. They don't know who he is. He is a human thumb. He is a propagandist of of the highest order. And this dude is mad that other people can actually... Find news and information that they want and they can't just he can't just shove his worldview down everybody's throat. That's what he's upset about. What is he saying? He's saying I don't want to compete. I represent I'm a mouthpiece of the rich educated Holly educated the rich Hollywood elite. And you have to take what I give you when I give it to you. Shut up, bend over, who and take it. Who do people trust more, Rogan or Stelter? S- Rogan. Rogan by a mile. Is it even a question? No. 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 Okay, go, let's go through the
0: list of the guys that have their own shows right yeah. now. Let's go through the list and tell me who you actually trust. You got you to say someone you trust from the left as well, though. Sure. It can't be like, so, okay. I could give you so, a list
1: of six or seven Lemon, from the left.
0: Don Lemon. No. no. I'm sorry, Don Lamont. Don. <laughs> no. No. Okay. Uh, Rachel Maddow.
1: No. Mm-mm.
0: No. Anderson Cooper.
1: No. No. Hell okay no.
0: Anderson Vanderbilt. Okay. Uh, uh, Stelter. No. no. Okay. Uh, Bill Maher. Yes. Yes.
1: He
2: started to be a lot more honest.
0: John Stewart. Yes. Okay. Russell Brand. I mean, he's not love a media him. guy. He's a YouTuber love guy. Him. But
1: love. Him. Okay. Who else
0: we got on the left? Okay. Who else you got on the I'll left you, right now? I can Go give for you.
1: All right. There's a, a guy named Jason Brennan from 200 Proof Liberals oh, that right. I, I read right. almost every day, mm-hmm. and he he's a uh, he has a um, uh, uh, What's it called? Um, he's a professor at University of Georgetown. Matt Taibbi, Matt Taibbi, former editor of Rolling Stone. Barry Weiss from uh, the New York Times. Alex Berenson. These are all. What I would consider, you know, you like the term uh JFK Democrats. Look, I, I am not, I'm a libertarian. I'm not a Republican. You know, I'm not some far yeah. right dude, man. It, I have been the same. We talked about this a few podcasts ago. I had to really reevaluate myself during COVID, Pat, because I, I found myself like being, you know, finding like things Alex Jones was saying, like, wow, all right, like I'm agreeing with Alex Jones. I need to reevaluate. This is pause for right. this is pause for concern. But I'm in the same place I've always been. It's, it's the the culture's gone so far yeah. left, so fast that it makes anybody who's in the center or was in the center even two, three years ago seem like a far right What do you think about Free right
0: Zakaria? free Zakaria, like him? Okay, yeah.
1: Good. I Rich- disagree with him, but I, I appreciate his approach. I should yeah. say.
0: I would. I was. I would agree with that as well. Adam's a big fan of a uh, free Zakaria. He sends me stuff. He sent me a couple of things over the weekend. I was looking at how he was presenting Russia and Iran. What, what do you think about what's going on right now with? Uh, the Rogan Stelter story. No, I,
2: I I agree with them. I think that uh I think what what's happening is that um, there's a narrative they want to push, and anybody that doesn't believe their narrative or doesn't buy into their narrative becomes the enemy, right? And so that people here's the reality is that the media, and the elite don't want free thinkers and podcasts are free thinkers uh, I, for now until somebody start, somebody's gonna get bought out eventually, mm-hmm, right? But they 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 people, the, the free thinker scares the world. It scares the elite. Because what happens, you start to rally people behind. Behind, hey, let's question this. Maybe this is not reality. Maybe, you know, it's. It, it was. I was talking to. Uh, um, I was. I was, was telling him that I was at my uh, family's gathering uh, this past. Uh, well, I think it was not this weekend. It was the past weekend, and uh, we were having conversations with that. You know, like, hey, what's up? How do you guys? How dumb do you guys feel about the way you voted? Now, I mean, it's so obvious. You're asking them. Yeah, I'm asking them, and they're just like, oh, well, you know, no, I don't know. Why don't you tell me? So th- I think what's happening is that people are in a position right now where they are really extremely confused and the only way to keep them in control is to be able to push your narrative down their throat but right now with the high gas prices with the high taxes with the open borders people are like whoa did we really make the right decision so right now obviously you're not going to get people from the far right to come to the left and you're not going to people from the far left to come to the middle uh, or, or try to get them to meet in the middle but you have a lot of people in the middle are uh, they're, they're like i wonder what direction to go into and those are the people right now that those are the new voting block for 2024. Mm-hmm. And it scares the crap out of CNN, the elite, even Fox, to think that they may lose these people because of people that are thinking and talking freely. And I just think that's where we're at right now, you know, because I think a, a voting block is opening up right now. I really believe that there's a voting
1: block that's opening up. I, I need the far left to come to the middle a little bit, though. I need them of to come course, to the middle because course. the thing is, they have power. The far right doesn't have power. For all like the boogeyman far right we're always hearing about, they're not in power. No, they're not. What? We'll get, what who's a far right governor right now? No. Who, who's who's a far? What's the far right yeah. in in you know in in Congress and Senate? Right. The, there's the far left is ever increasing in power. Yes. They own all of our schools. They own all of our C suites, right? How many how many corporations we're gonna talk about Nickelodeon in a second? How many corporations do everything they possibly can yeah. bend over backwards for the far right? Yeah. None of them. Yeah. But it, it, it takes exactly one article from Huffington Post. And now and now Charles, you know, Charles Barkley can't talk about big, big old babies out in San Antonio anymore. They own us. They own the culture. They own the zeitgeist. They're driving the ship. They're at the wheel, man. Yeah, so true. this whole 50 the 50 captain. it's both sides thing it drives me out of my mind. They're because- not going
0: to win, though. They're not going to win. Though. I'm telling you, they're not going to win because uh, let, let me let me put it to you this way. Here's what history has told us. History has told us the the biggest thing you can take away from people that brings out. Okay, so think about it this way. What will bring out the worst in you? What will bring out the worst in you? Not the best in you, the worst. Like, look, every one of us has a dark, dark side inside. Everybody has it. My kids have it. You have it. My mom, my dad, everybody's got it. But for some, it takes a lot to get to, right? For some, it takes a little. For some, they are itching for it, right? What's going to get the worst out of you? Trying to control me okay yeah what same else here. Same, same, same okay here. yeah 100%. all right so so let's let's go through them actually what kai what would get the worst out of you actually i want you i want to ask everybody in, in and my family what's going to bring out the ugliest side of david out like you're going to be like hell to the no we don't even recognize you who would and folks if you're listening to this i want to hear from you as well what what event what what do you lose what can be taken away from you where we're going to see the worst side of you david what's yours
2: Probably some sort of physical harm to my family or something. Okay, like that. I
0: agree. That's one of them. I'm with you there. Are you same place, Vanessa? How about yourself?
1: Uh, yes. If someone tries to hurt my mom, I would go
0: bananas. <laughs> okay, good. You see how you went there, Kai. we by the way, our emotions. Have you noticed? We're like we're there right intense, now. Intense. <laughs> <laughs> Kai, Amazing. how about yourself? are you really thinking yeah. this isn't a technical question <laughs> don't try to act like you don't have a dark side deep down inside where you wouldn't flip if somebody did something to your mom who's just raised you guys nice, incredibly guy. if somebody did something to your mom
1: no definitely family uh i think that'd be one or just limiting like severely limiting what i can say or do i think okay there you
0: one. go so now so you have to re- as you go down the list so think about you know somebody putting a muzzle on you like actually mm-hmm. think you can't talk anymore what are you gonna do what, what 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 is – how do you express yourself to tell the world who you really are? Yeah. And that's what they're doing. People don't realize, like, there are certain things you do to others. You you are, like, creating a monster yeah. mm. soon to be released to the world. You cannot do that. And that's exactly what they're doing right now. It's not like, hey, you're going to go out there and are going to say, these guys can't talk, those guys can't do, you can't say anything, block these guys, censor those guys – you keep doing that over and over and over again. When it comes back on you, it's not going to be a little bit. Yeah, It's going to be with vengeance. It's mm-hmm. going to be – and it's
1: going to be such true believers that you're going to be miserable for decades.
0: That's the ugly thing that's going to eventually take place. Well,
1: well, what would it take, though? I mean, I, I would have thought the tea would have been thrown in the harbor six months into quarantine. It's not, it's not a one-year mean...
0: fix, though. It's not a one-year fix. The problem with something like this, I don't think it's a one-year fix. I think – so you and I spent the whole day with Rudy Giuliani last week. Mm-hmm. Yes? We yep. were we at Rudy's place. And you go in. How was he with you when you spent the time Incredible. with him? Incredible. Incredible. Did he make you breakfast? He brought you guys yeah. eggs? You yeah, All that stuff. Coffee, and yeah. We had a two-hour sit-down. Ended up being how long?
1: Uh, he, he wouldn't let you leave. Almost four hours.
0: Yeah, he wouldn't. Let, we had a wow. four-hour conversation with Rudy. Yeah. And we're going in his office and showing all these stories. You know, his uncle, Joe DiMaggio, all these great yeah. stories that he had, right? And we're sitting there talking. I told Rudy, I said, Rudy, one of the, one of the biggest challenges we're facing right now is, you know, Republicans made a mistake. Same thing we keep talking about. They made a mistake. Republicans went after being rich on leave me alone. Democrats went after, let me buy media and let me buy universities. It's very simple. He
1: wanted yeah. to disagree with you, then he thought about it and then he agreed with you. Yes,
0: it was a, it, 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 obviously we cover a lot of different things. Yeah. We're working on a special project right now that we will be launching here pretty soon. But, but it, it, you know, the, the right has to re-strategize. Yeah. The, the, the thing is this, so ch- check this out, Ricky. You know that one time I'm hosting a meeting at Yucca Valley, okay? Mm-hmm. Mario would remember this. We're at Yucca Valley. I don't even know if you know where Yucca Valley no is. Idea. Yucca Valley is right outside of Indian Wells, which to, to make oh, okay. the world— Palm Desert Palm area. Desert, yeah. Yeah, Palm, Palm Desert, yeah, Palm Springs area. area. Yeah. Okay, so we rented this castle in Yucca Valley. This guy builds this castle, and all he does is he rents it up. Okay, so we go in. We're sitting there. We're trying to come out with our code of honor, how to run our sales office. This has got to be 06, maybe 07, right? And we go there and we decide to come up with the, the code of honor that everybody agrees on. One guy, guy named Philip, says we should do parliamentary uh, uh, law. That's how we should come up with these rules. Parliamentary is what? Everybody has to agree or else it's not getting, up it's there. Not getting out there. Yeah. You know, we started at 6 o'clock at night. I'm not even kidding with you. We finished at 7 o'clock in the morning.
2: Oof. The next day.
0: The next day. Wow. Oof. We finished 7 o'clock the next morning. Why? Because there was no... One voice. I said I will never do this again. Yeah. Initially, I agreed to it. I said this is not effective. Somebody has to be a shot caller, right? You know what's the problem with the Republican Party right now? Who the hell is a shot caller? Nobody. Who behind closed doors is sitting down and saying, "Guys, this is the strategy moving forward." The left's got it. Right doesn't have it. Now, don't get me wrong; they're segmented right now. Even the right. left, because they got the AOC side. Yeah. They got the liberal side, but there isn't a voice that's bringing people together saying, "What's the next strategy?" Yeah,
1: I, I think I think they're they're. I think you're right, but I think. It's, it's not because, how can I put this? Look, the, the same reason why the Libertarian Party is never gonna be any sort of a real party, because you have people who their entire intention is small government, you can't sell that. You, you, there's two people, there's two types of people that get involved in government, the greedy and the crazy. OK, you have people that are either trying to give money to politicians because they expect to get something in return or you have people that have been so negatively affected by something in their life that they're, they're nuts. They're lunatics. They're yeah. activists. And those are the people that 100%. donate their time. So you have people either. There's two commodities when it comes to politics. You have time and you have money. Mm-hmm. How much how much time have you ever donated to a political party? You're, you're a politically active guy. Yeah. How much time have you ever donated? I, I've done quite a bit. OK. Yeah. You're, in this entire office, statistically speaking, you would be one of two people in this entire office that has donated time to a political party. Donating money is something even less people do. I've done that as well. In an office of 100 people, the crossover is incredibly high. It's over 75% of the people who donate time donate money. It's a very, very active small group. This is the exact point I'm trying to make. Meaning more time is given than money is given. More time is given, but the people who give time also give money. It's a 75% crossover. It's a very, very small group. So those groups tend to be on the extreme. So you were talking Talking about the center before and how the center there there's there's a chance for a third party pat's talking about yeah. there there's a, a market for it right now yeah. seven seven over 73 percent according to the cato institute we fall between like five and six percent left and right we're all in the center we're just a shade of left or a shade of right right but those people the, us in the middle we don't donate our time. We don't donate our money. Yeah. So we, we don't can't get, get anywhere. Our, we don't get anywhere because you're not rallying anything. So if you look at AOC and you look at you know people that are on the far left, and Pat, you're talking about well, there's no there, there, there's no leader. They have nothing to bribe people with. AOC comes in and she says government is good. We need more government. So if you if you stump for me, I'm gonna give you a job and I'm gonna give you money. And it's not hypocritical because that's her entire worldview. So she can literally sell government and people can get behind and say there's something in this for. Right. For me, right. they they can they can hit the ego aspect of this. Right. If you're a true quote unquote Republican, if you're a true you know small government conservative, if that even exists anymore, if you're right. not just a you know a big government but different type of uh, you know loans to other people, right? If you're a true small government person, if you are a true free market individual it's very, very hard to get people involved in your cause because there's nothing in it for them outside of ideological agreement, right? Right. So that, that becomes the struggle. The struggle becomes what's the carrot? What is the carrot for you? I need people on my campaign. What's the carrot for you? I'm going to I'm going to eliminate this department. Yeah. There's going to be no job you know, for you.
0: You know, you know it's crazy. Uh, 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 Kai, what's that one book we read? The guy who ran Washington for years. What's his name? Uh, uh, James Baker, the James III. Baker the 3rd. Okay, great guy, great story, right? They called him the real president of the United States for the longest time. Jim Baker, James Baker, you know, but it's the same guy, right? Is it the guy from the Christian group? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if that's the guy. He was a guy that was a right-hand guy for a lot of people who won elections. Okay, he the chief of staff for I think Reagan. He was. He was pretty much. He was pretty much Dick Cheney pre-Dick Cheney. But he ran everyone right. There's only one thing he had no aspirations to become, which is what
3: the, President. the, the, President. the lead dog. He, he had no.
0: De- when I asked uh, uh, Joanna Mendez, the chief disguise officer of US, I said, What's the quality of a great CIA agent? She said, Somebody that's ambitious, charming, charismatic, yes, I all of know. that, except mm-hmm. somebody that doesn't want or need the yeah. credit if they save the world. Yes. That's what it is.
1: <laughs> this is what they described a the mafia boss. But, but,
0: that, but that's the point. Somebody who is the person that needs to be a voice on the right to help with these strategies is somebody that has zero aspirations to be a president. Mm. Zero. They have no aspirations to be president. They have no aspirations to go out there and get whatever else they need to be doing. It needs to be somebody with credibility. It needs to be somebody that wants to purely keep it free. If somebody like that gets there and says, hey, here's some strategies, this is what I suggest we do. Let's get behind this message. Let's do something like this. Let's put a pool and we create a fund. And that fund goes one by one by one, buying any media company that's on sale. I'm going to keep saying this until somebody listens to this. Every media company that goes on sale, you buy it and you pay 25% more.
1: You got to compete in the information economy. You absolutely. have
0: to compete in the information economy. Anything. New York Times for sale, buy it. New York Post for sale, buy it. Huffington Post for sale, buy it. I don't care what it is. Buy it and pay 25% higher. You
1: can't beat them, buy them.
0: I buy them, love it. Buy absolutely. All of it. And you got the fun to do it. Take the top 100 richest Republicans on the right. Take it. Absolutely creative create a fund. Everybody chips in 10%. Yeah. You know how it's like, I'm going to give 10% to charity? This isn't charity. Okay, why are you they own doing this? this? makes a ton of sense. I don't know why well, they're not doing this. You know what?
2: You know what uh, here's, here's, uh, we were interviewing uh, uh, Ted Growdy. Ted Gowdy or Gowdy? Uh, Trey Gowdy. Trey Gowdy. Yeah. Trey Gowdy. And, Ted um, Bundy? <laughs> and so Ted t- uh, Gowdy or Grouty? Trey
0: Gowdy. Trey. You're saying it Trey, right. Trey white, white people's yeah. names Gowdy. are so
2: hard. Yes, they so Extremely yeah. hard. <laughs> Trey Three Gowdy. syllables. And so... We're interviewing him. Uh, actually, one of my mentors, Jose Gaitan, is uh, uh, interviewing him. So, you got him.
1: Jose Gaitan, no problem. What do you mean? Jose Gaitan? I'm, I'm, be- no I'm a beaner, bro.
2: Like, Dude, I'm, but, if I don't, if I don't Trey get that right, Gowdy. You know. Yeah, Trey Gowdy. So, anyway, he's interviewing him, and Trey Gowdy kind of, he what he does is he, he goes into a, 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 a part where he very briefly says that he retired or he stepped away because he didn't see what he was rallying. Going anywhere?
1: He was, and he was a brilliant. Yeah, he, you know, the, so, the, the yeah. second
2: to him would be, um, I can't remember his name. Um, I can't remember his name. He's really loud. A, a, um, starts with the J. I can't remember his name. God, I love him too. I love watching
1: him. I believe Trey Gowdy never lost a case as a prosecutor. Right, he never lost. But what yeah. I'm getting
2: at is this: that the ones that do want to rally and want to start a campaign to get people to wake up. To what's going on? Are not having enough backing. No, he quit. So they get yeah. tired.
1: He quit. Yes, specifically because, because he's like, I can do more good outside of right. Congress. Because imagine you, you that
2: can't, you can't. Like, imagine going back, that going back to Pat's he's point a beast, man. is that the fact that he there's no backing.
1: He's a perfect guy for that.
0: By the right. way, he it, it's so funny you yes. just brought, I did not even thought about that? Yeah, Trey he Gowden. would be the
2: right guy. 100. Mm-hmm. He would be yes. because
0: everybody trusts yes. him. Yes. Bring him in. He has no motive. No, his motive is he says like I just want to be with my kids. I want yeah. my wife doesn't want him to get into politics. But he's a brilliant strategist yes. behind closed doors. Yes. It's it's important for me. To my campaign, if yeah. I ever it's important
1: yeah. for me to note, gentlemen, point. for yeah. the for the hundreds of thousands of value-tainers listening, that uh, Ron Paul was right about everything. He's always, yeah. he's always been Ron right guy about guy. everything. He's not been wrong. He's been vindicated. He was right about it all.
0: Well, we're gonna see what's gonna happen there. But let me let, let's go to a complete different story here. Let's go to uh pa, 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 pa. I'm gonna go to the investment banker labor crunch. Go to page three. Go to page yeah. three. We'll talk a little bit business here. So. Uh, invest, investment banking, labor crunch. A junior banker shortage is forcing rainmakers to do grunt work, and firms are lowering the bar for new hires. Business Insider. America is facing labor shortage sp- uh, spanning multiple industries. Banking isn't immune. Just months after, junior bankers rallied against management amid crushing levels of burnout. One of the root uh, drivers of the problem has yet to be solved. Banks have too few hands on deck to handle their massive deal loads. As a result, some senior bankers have been forced to roll up their sleeves to work on deal processes that typically would have been relegated to the most entry-level employees, according to some banking insiders. In some cases, the situation has gone to dire. The banks have been have had to turn away business. Some firms have easily shed juniors throughout the band, uh, uh, which have which have heavily shed juniors throughout the pandemic. Have recently been laterally hiring juniors with minimal experience who have a pretty steep learning curve. So. Can you imagine mm-hmm. saying, oh, my oh gosh, my we have so many deals, we have, to, we have to turn them down? Yeah. What a place to be. What a place to be. What do you think about that story? That's Pay insane. people
1: more money and they will work. My God, am I supposed to feel bad for investment banking firms now that they can't get cheap labor? <laughs> Come on, no. <laughs> enough already with these guys. My God, I I am so dude. I'm so sick of, of Wall Street and the crony capitalism, man. They, they, look, I, I lost a lot of money on on, uh, on my stonks when Robinhood decided that they weren't going to let the hedge fund lose. All right, I'm one of those guys that I got crushed in that in, in that short squeeze. We were about to make a ton of money and. They got together with old Janet Yellen. They said, "No, no, 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 no. We're not. We're not gonna let. We're not gonna let that that uh, that hedge fund go under. We're just gonna shut down. You can sell your stock, yeah, but you can't buy it. But you can't buy you it. You can't buy it. Yeah. Screw that, and screw these people. All right. You want people to work?" Pay them. You want people to do the job, so really, really well-paid people at these firms are crying because they don't want to do this work because it's hard. Then pay people more money to do the hard work. Yep. Enough already. I'm so sick how of these much, dudes. Hold on. How
2: much of it has to do with the fact that they're getting paid to do nothing?
1: Which ones? With the with the, the seniors. Stimulus. Guys. Yeah, yeah. They like they oh, like, yeah. like the junior yeah. bankers. How no, much no. of it has to do with that? Well, you are talking about the stimulus that they I'm got? I'm talking about
2: that? the fact that the the seniors are overpaid and Yeah, that's what I'm saying. With the combination of The fact that the stimulus check was literally almost damn near six figures. Dude. How much does that have to do between both of those things? Yeah,
1: there's this idea that people are supposed to, quote unquote, do the right thing. Like, don't take the unemployment and go back to work. Screw that, man. If the government's giving that money to all their buddies, you take that money too. I have absolutely zero zero problem with somebody staying home and caking off the government dime if they're going to give this money to raytheon they're going to give this money to their own donors anyway get yours man because otherwise i said it last time if you're doing the right thing when everybody else isn't doing the right thing you're not noble you're a sucker get cake (laughs) sit home and cake man if they want these people to work pat if they want these people to work, sell some of those Da Vinci's that they got hanging in, in the in the in the 118th floor of their mahogany offices, and pay these dudes some money. P- pay people to work, and they will come let back me, to let work. Me,
0: let me give you, I, I, uh, Kai, who did I sit uh, sit with this week? Who told me the story about the guy that replaced the WeWork CEO, uh, Adam uh, 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 Adam Newman? But the the new guy, can you pull up the new uh, CEO of uh, the new CEO of uh, WeWork, who's the new CEO? Of, I, I got the best story I got, WeWork CEO. I just
1: I just don't have it in me. I can't cry Sandeep. for investment. Let bankers, me tell you this man. story, yeah, Sandeep. I'm
0: uh, uh, so I'm speaking to a guy. I don't know. Who, who, who did I interview this week, Kai? Who was the person I interviewed this week? Uh, uh, business yeah. person I interviewed. Anyway, so I'm interviewing this guy, and he brings up the story of Sandeep. And Sandeep takes over WeWork, Okay. And he, uh, 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 this this one guy is shadowing him. I wish I f- could remember who I'm talking to. This one guy is shadowing him around him. Oh, Peter Tunney. I'm with Peter Tunney, who's an artist out of uh, Winwood. Great artist, Love the work. He's coming to my house right after this. I got I've got something I commissioned. He's coming out to do some. He's done stuff for Michelle Obama, for Jared Kushner, for Trump, for everybody, for Bezos. Everybody's got his piece. He's got a ridiculous—he used to be an investment banker back in the days. Very interesting guy. He says, at 14 years old, I went to a party, and we were. there was pot, there was cocaine, there was everything there. He said, I left the party at 45 years old. That's what he, said. he <laughs> says. He, <laughs> <laughs> the guy's filled with stories, so we go to his place. And this weekend I go, and I take Shonda, and I take uh, Mario, and I take uh, Sam. We go there. Anyway, he tells a story about uh, his friend uh, from WeWork. Sandeep who took over, and he's uh, got a good relationship with him. He says, Pat, let me tell you how this guy did it. He did it right. He says, Sandeep comes to want to save WeWork. And they asked. He, so I asked him a question, how did you save it? He said, very simple. This is what I did. He says, I live in a two-bedroom place, okay? He says, I drive a Volvo, Volvo. He says, one of my top guys that's making all the money, is doing all this stuff, they don't want to go to work anymore. They're just kicking back. Again, the problem is senior brokers. They don't want to get to work. They've already earned it. Like, I don't, I'm too good. This happens in our business as yes, well, I Ricky, guess. where people yes. make it, and they feel they're too entitled to go run an appointment and meet yeah. with somebody, right?
1: Six-figure golfers.
0: There's no way I'm going to come sit down with you. Who do you think you are? Like, you realize how much money I make? They, they kind of start believing their own hype. He says, here's what I did. How did you save WeWork? He says, I came in, and I knew what my solution was going to be. He said, it was making 2,000 calls a week for one straight year. Then I was going to turn the company around. And he says, What was the caller like? He just sat there and he says, He sits there right in front of his desk, He's got the call, and makes a phone call. Hey, John, this is, he says, I have to make 2,006 minute calls per month and I can turn it around within a year. 2,006 minute calls per in a month and I'll turn the company around within a year. He calls all the property people that don't want to pay the rent anymore. He's calling all the people we work. He's calling all the clients. Hey, so this is Sandeep. Look, uh, you know, we got to just wanted to call and see how are things, what's going on, da-da-da-da. Great, fantastic. Look, we got to get that payment. I understand you don't want to pay it. I understand you're going through struggles. But let me tell you something. You got your PPP. You got uh, the house you're looking at. Nobody told you to buy seven, uh, you know, Bugattis. Nobody told you to go buy that $40 million home. Nobody told you to do all that other stuff. You did it. I need that payment to be made, and I need that payment to be made now. Okay, great. He says that's what I do all day to save a company. A guy like that in the investment banking world ends up r- gaining so much respect from the street because he does the work. Because he does yeah. the work. Yeah. There is a reason why he's running yeah. WeWork and replacing Adam Newman. And some guy who's out there, an investment banker, who's making a senior broker, he's making a million, million and a half, he thinks he's already made it, yep. and he doesn't want to go, here's another guy that comes in, he's worth a half a bill. This guy's going to mm-hmm. end up being a half a billion dollar type of guy, the CEO of uh, WeWork, mm-hmm. right? They're not making the phone calls. Going back to the drawing board, he says, look, running a company is sales. you got to make the phone calls. Unfortunately, in the world of business, many people don't make the phone calls. I'll tell you Ron Paul's story, and then we'll go to the next story. I'm sitting with Ron Paul four years ago. We're in Houston. And were you with us? So I did was, you, yeah. So we're sitting with Ron Paul, and, and it was four years ago, and I'm interviewing the guy. And uh, what a genius of a – his brain is a very interesting brain, right? And he says, uh, you know, years ago I'm a doctor. I think it was, a, was, a, was he uh, delivered yeah, 4,000 babies. this
1: was right after the, uh, there was that shooting. His son got shot at during uh, the congressional. Yeah, it was yeah, pretty yeah. ugly.
0: But, but he used to be a doctor, and I think he delivered 4,000 babies. Right. I don't know. I think it's a 4,000 baby, the number that he talks about. He says, one day I hear about this economist. He says, so I go, while I'm a doctor, I go to hear him speak. And I go once, and I go twice, I go three times, I go four times. He says, I keep going back to the guy, and he tells the guy, I don't know who it was. He says, I tell the guy that, look, I can't get this stuff out of my head, and I want to tell the world about it. What do I do? Ron Paul gave the most ridiculous story. Watch what he says. He says, the guy told me, Ron, don't worry about it. He says, when you believe in a real cause, when you believe in a real cause, and it's not fake— and you can't help but crusade. talk about it, it's a crusade, you can't help but talk about it, don't worry. The right people will eventually find you and give mm. you a platform. Wow. What a statement, right? Yeah. And look at the guy what he did. He raised $6 million on MySpace in 24 hours, and that became the fr- – at 69 years old, and everybody realized yeah. raising money is on social Bernie media. Sanders so Sanders whole campaign. Exactly. He exactly.
1: stole the whole love and everything like that, love revolution. He also said something else in that that was really brilliant. Um, that he, you asked him what the problem was. This might have been off air while we were setting up the cameras. He asked them, you know, what, what what's the problem in Washington? Like, why why can't people yeah. get together? And he said, everybody's a lawyer. They're trained to win. Oh yeah. That no, he said that. Crazy. That's it. He said, that, so oh they 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 don't care if they're right or wrong. They're right. they're literally trained winners. Right. They're trained to win no matter what. He said, that's you go to law school to learn how to win. Right. That's literally it. Not to negotiate. So, yeah. So he's a doctor. Yeah. And then he was describing to you that there's maybe like four other businessmen and there's one guy from MIT and then everybody else is a lawyer. So you have two people then they they can tell you, you know, over dinner, like, hey, look, you're totally right about this. We This is something that we shouldn't do. And then the next day on the floor and be like, we have to do this. This is for America. They're, it doesn't matter. They just they are there That's to insane. win. And he, he thinks because they're lawyers. There's not enough of a of a cross section. Right. Of, there's, no te- you know, there's no teachers in, in Congress. There's no farmers in Congress. There's no entrepreneurs. Barely entrepreneurs. You know, if you even if, if you want to count, you know, Mitt Romney, I mean, he he cuts people up and chops them in half. You yeah. know what I mean? He's he's not a he doesn't build businesses. He actually made his entire career on tearing them down and parting them out. He's a he runs a chop shop. You know what I'm saying? So not that you would know anything about that. But yeah, so I I mean that yeah. that's that's part of this interesting thing as well you know when we keep every time I listen to the podcast and your value trainers you know they, they their comments are great and they're always something to the effect of Everybody wants consensus. Yeah, Pat's always talking about the left and the right have to come together. The people online respond to that, and it's not that we're like in some side, some sort of isolated echo chamber where it's like, hey, working together helps. Like every human on earth knows that working together yep. is better than, mm-hmm. than than you know going head to head with each other. But there has to be some sort of examination of the functions. At place that pre- preclude us from being able to do this. Yeah. Like, why can't we get together? And this is one of the things Ron Paul said that I thought was really, really salient. They're they're lawyers. They're they're not here for consensus. You think his son stands a chance? No, he's no. made too many enemies, calling too many people out. I like I like Rand Paul. I do. I like Thomas Massey. I like Tulsi Gabbard. You know, I like the the the. Who's these... the biggest enemies created? Is
0: Fauci one of the biggest enemies or no? Oh my There's God. bigger it has enemies. Has to be,
1: has to be. But remember, he he does the the forensic analysis every year. Every year he goes and filibusters and talks about uh, the dumbest purchases the government made. Every year he goes through the budget and says, you know, we spent $450,000 to, you know, to, to, uh, for Pakistan, yeah, I just to, the last one. Yeah, 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 you know, to, Gender to, study or something, yeah, like yeah, yeah, ten million dollars. Oh, though it was one thing they did something where uh, do, do beavers have better sex yes, on cocaine? Yes, and yes, He was like, I don't, yes. I don't think we needed to spend three hundred thousand dollars to know watched if,
2: his his one of his things on YouTube the other day. And I was like, we're really studying that. Those
1: are kickbacks, man. Those are kickbacks. He's calling out corruption without calling out corruption. So whoever sponsored those bills is looking at Rand Paul, going, "This mother yep. nobody would He's know this ever happened." Though. He's a
0: brass guy. You know how they say, uh, 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 James O'Keefe." You know how they, you got to have brass to be able to do what he does. You mm-hmm. know, he goes up mm-hmm. and you know some of the stuff we've heard about behind closed doors at whatever. You know, but again, for him to do what he does, you got to have brass to do that. Yeah. There's certain guys like yeah. him, brass, Gowdy, brass, uh, Rand, brass. It, it, you don't you see. Tulsi's brass. Tulsi. Tulsi's brass is so approachable and likable. <gasps> T- Tulsi has legs, man. Now, I'm sorry, uh, that's whoa, a that, whoa, not, not, mean, that's a wrong. Wait, a terminology wait, I use. You can use it. Victoria's from the Secret won't have that, sir. Tulsi Gabbard. first of all, she's very marketable, very attractive. But yes. Tulsi has legs, meaning she can have a career in politics and actually make some change in uh, mm-hmm. the next few decades. But uh, going back to the Ron Paul story or the story Sandeep, the CEO we work. The whole thing is about long-term thinking. You don't you don't make a change this dramatic in 3-6 months. You got to have a vision that you sit there and say, "Look, guys, we're not really solving for 221. We'll solve them for 241, 2041. That's how you got to be thinking. And I think 2041 a real shift can be made. Go look at the all big influencers right now. Bring them together. Unite them. Have a conversation with them. What can we do? If this thing really matters cuz there's two things here. There's a couple things that you got to be thinking about. One is Take the left, take the right. There are those who are influencers who are on the left or the right that their brand matters more to them than the crusade matters 100%. to them. I don't know if that made 100%. sense or not. You know what I'm saying? No, yes. explain that. Let, yes. yes. Let me explain it to you. Yes. Let me explain it to you. Okay. There are certain people that wouldn't give up the celebrity status yep. of who they are for the freedoms that who they, who they get as a country, meaning they need the credit. Yeah. There needs need, to be credit. Need, no, no, but I'm doing it, but it's me, but I'm doing it. If it's really not about the credit, and if it's really about how much you want to help save this country, well, then come together. Well, then come together and pull it off. If it's really about you want to really bring everybody together, let's bring everybody together. Why don't all of you guys come together and create a media company to get Everybody owns a half percent, a quarter of a percent, one percent. I'm talking about the big, big, big dogs, like have millions on top of millions of followers. Go but build you, something but, together. But, but
2: you know, Pat, uh, to touch on that point— The money's not going to be hard to raise. No, it's not going to be hard to raise. But you know what, Like to touch on that point, though— is that's what Politicon is made for. Politicon is made for that. And 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 like, for example, uh, Ben Shapiro uh, offered uh, AOC $10,000 debate. She won't do it. Yeah. So if you really believe in what you're talking about, why aren't these liberals going on there and actually debating? Because they're, they're going to fall apart. So I agree with what you're coming from, Pat hundred percent, I agree with that. The issue is some people are not showing up to the table when you're getting called out.
1: But AOC is low-hanging fruit. Why didn't he bring on Noam Chomsky? Why didn't he bring on... No, no, I agree yeah. with
2: you, but, but she's the loudest mouth. So if you're really going to push... like she's she went She's the loudest board, mouth. She, so, yeah. so you got to go after the loudest mouth. Does that make sense? So, like, for example, mm-hmm. when Trump was president, she went to the board and there's a picture of her crying. Yeah. Right? Okay. Yeah. Then Biden's president... It's climate change because of the immigration problem. Okay, Can you pulled that up. Can you in you pull fairness, that yes, AOC I, crying I border. Please, it, bro.
1: I am begging you, please don't make me defend AOC. I beg you. Well, but she, she, she did, in fairness, call out Kamala Harris and Joe no, Biden. No, I for agree
2: with you, but what I'm telling yeah. you is that she's blaming the border issue on climate change. There's a video on know, her on yeah. Instagram doing that. Like this is a hoax. This is this is BS. She's got called out so many times. Candace Owens all calls her out right there. You know what I mean? So it's like, and so like the whole thing with her grandmother.
1: Oh, that—that's nuts. Come on, that's nuts. It's really about the our They're gonna give you hundred thousand dollars. <laughs> she made, she made a million and a half off merch because capitalism's awesome, by the way. Right. She makes a million and a half off merch. Says, my grandma can't eat? But you're gonna blame Trump? Buy empanada, dog shit. When Puerto Rico's been one of the most
2: corrupt seg- segments uh, America's had for years. Because it's Trump mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous So so whenever, so, she, what I'm getting at is that whenever she gets called out She the, doesn't show
1: up The Latin American community Not that you can speak for the entire Latin American of community course. But it, it, it's very very interesting to me That how fervently Democrat a lot of them are But their belief systems From it's the people that I know it, it, Like all the way through and through Hard work, faith, family You know like that's You know this is not exactly Brother, it's, ve-
2: it's very simple It's very simple the land community only votes Democrat for one reason and one reason only. It's because they want or they think that voting Democrat is gonna get their Tio Pancho to come over the border and get a job here. That's it. When you talk about the actual views, alignments, uh, vision of the Hispanic community, it has it is the opposite of the Democrat party. It is the opposite of the Democrat party, but all you have to do is grab one subject. For example, with the black community, you grab one subject, which is what is what's that one subject? Racism. Racism. Yeah. With the Hispanics, immigration. You got them. The rest, they're blinded. One issue voters. It's a one issue voter. One issue, though. Though um, Trump uh, put uh, the NCAA on a ten year on a ten year uh, plan. Obama had it on a year to year funding. Though he created the First Step Act, which released four thousand prisoners. From non-violent offenses, which 75% of them were black, mm-hmm. though the lowest unemployment for Hispanics and Blacks were under Trump. That's just facts. People don't have to agree. Facts don't care about your feelings, people. I just hope you guys understand that. Okay, these are facts.
1: Keep fired up.
2: But yeah, because it's bullshit. Yeah. So what I'm getting no, at like is it. that. What I'm getting at is that. But all you have to do is bring up racism, and you do that, boom! Everything else goes out the window. Yeah, but, mm-hmm. yeah, but. Mm-hmm. So it's like, yeah, ninety-nine percent of the things, one but, mm-hmm. and they'll literally vote for one person. The Hispanic community does the same thing. Like I, I was ha- having a conversation with,
1: when Hillary Clinton pulled out the hot sauce and yes, yes, that didn't win you over.
2: Seat, no, <laughs> and, and for example, like, and, and I'm gonna we're gonna move on right now. <laughs> what, what, my, we're, we're that was that was ridiculous so so i'm i'm i i love, I love I this to lula i love my in-laws like to death right I, I shout out to my in-laws i love them they are they are like parents i never had right i love them they, they're just the greatest people they're just great people right and um and they're very open to, to, to listening so i when i go to their house i'm hammering them and i'm like the tv's i'm like that's bullshit that's a lie that's bullshit like the whole time the thing is mentiras Uh, Like, I'm just throwing shit at the TV the whole time. I'm like, it gets to a point, just change the channel, right? And so they believe me because they trust me. Still, and and I'm I'm not against it. I don't want to be one of those. I'm not against it. I believe your body, your choice. After we told them and I showed them all the information on not to get jabbed, right? Mm -hmm. They still went to get jabbed. And I said, why if I showed you everything? Mm -hmm. Because the problem, Pat says this all the time. It's the last appointment of the day their last appointment of the day is univision, It's not me. So I can say whatever I want for mm-hmm. seven hours, mm-hmm. the last two hours before they go to sleep, they go to sleep with that in mind. So they want to get jabbed. It's like, I just showed you all the information, blood, blood calculations, Pfizer's uh, bringing- You have to their, forgive
1: me. I don't watch a lot of Telemundo, so okay. is it, it like- Bro, is this... it's 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 I thought propaganda. for sure you were Telemundo <laughs> no. I I get, I get, it's my, pro- I get it's my weather channel. Pro- I get my weather from Telemundo, Spanish, dog.
2: It's Spanish propaganda. Uh-huh. It's propaganda. So, like, for example, Jorge Ramos's daughter, Paola Ramos. Uh, I think her name is Paola Ramos. You're nailing all these. Again, so Trey Gowdy. Yeah, so so Paola Ramos, if I'm mistaken, um, she worked for the Clinton campaign. So then you wonder oh, okay, why You okay. wonder
1: why Jorge Ramos was... So it's CNN. It's Spanish uh, CNN. It's Spanish
2: CNN, bro. Mm. And so what I'm getting at is that even having a me in the family,
1: mm-hmm.
2: even having a me, the TV has more power over
1: that. But generationally, the more men like you come in set down roots in the country, you're flipping them, yeah. I'm gonna flip them. Yeah, let, 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 let me let me ask you a question.
0: Let me ask you a crazy question, ready? Yeah. Here's a crazy question for you. All right, crazy question, I want you to think about this, yeah. okay? How many people do you think you're going to directly or indirectly flip in the next 10 years? 10 years. Uh, directly or indirectly flip? Remember, key is not finding people who agree with you.
2: It's the, key, the key you word need. is flip. Yes. So, so let me, let me, I'm, I'm going to ask, ask you the question as yeah. well. I want you to think I'm about gonna, it as well. I'm going to, I'm going to ask. So, so ten after, years. after the new, this new um, president came in, um, I got, and I'm not exaggerating, probably, probably Pat, about 150 messages from people that disagreed with me before and now saw what happened. They're like, bro, you were right about everything that you said. So I'm hoping I have actually have a target number. I'm hoping at least in the Hispanic community, within the next 10 years, I want to hopefully influence, flip, or start conversations that actually duplicate. I want to flip at least a half a million in the next 10 years.
0: I think you could easily do that. Yeah. I want to flip a th- hundred thousand. By the uh, way, fa- but you know how million. big of a number that is? That's a big number. Yeah, You know how big of a number that is? To fl- Remember, it's not find, agree. No, it's flipping. There's a big difference. A so big meaning difference. You may have a million people that agree with you. Yes. But a n- 900 of them agreed with you. 100,000 of them flipped. That 100,000 is the key. Yes. What do you say? How many people do you think you've flipped, or you think you're gonna flip next ten years?
1: I, I don't know. I don't know. But but what what I what I try to do, especially with my comedy, right, is I try to take kind of complex political issues like we're talking about now and try to try to like distill them down for like everyday people, right? And and my big thing, I don't know how many people I want to flip, but I just want them to be aware of the consequences of the policies that they flipping, support. Though.
0: That's a form of flipping, right?
1: It's... So I'll give you a perfect example, yeah. right? So you know if if somebody says something that should be illegal okay a lot of people say well that should be illegal and they don't understand the consequence of what exactly they're saying so what i'm saying is is like okay if that should be illegal what you're saying is is if i do that then a man with a gun should come to my house and hold it to my face and say get in that cage or else i'm gonna kill you that that's what that is, right? So like every new law that we create, I just want people to understand, like, okay, you're creating an opportunity for for somebody to say do the same to you. Exactly. Later on. And and I'm gonna I'm gonna kidnap you at gunpoint. I mean, really, that like that's what being arrested is. Being arrested is the state kidnapping you at gunpoint. Now, maybe you deserved it, maybe you didn't, but that is what being arrested is. Be very, very clear. So I try to describe that to people like being arrested is being kidnapped at gunpoint by the state. You know what I'm saying? So whatever law we create, like maybe you don't want weed to be legal and you have your reasons for it and that's fine. But should somebody really be kidnapped at gunpoint for having a plant in their possession I just can't abide by that yeah right so there's things that should piss you off I don't think everybody should be able to to come to the barbecue you know not to get too deep into it but you know you, you kind of talk about my body my choice before like I think uh, an abortion is the absolute worst thing somebody can do I, I I personally am so far against it but I don't think it should be illegal because it's not my choice yeah. for other people to do what they you. do I agree right? with right and when you make something illegal I don't think it stops I think somebody that's that desperate There'll be a black market for they're it. gonna do it themselves and yeah, then you create an course. entire environment of, yeah. of, you You said the quote, what was the, the Abraham, Lincoln yeah. told, uh, um, Abraham Lincoln quote you told, Abraham yeah, Lincoln quote you gave Rudy I mean, Giuliani? It's, it's a, it's the whole
0: thing is, uh, the, uh, uh, meaning do, do not let, um, it's the whole industrial, uh, the military industrial complex that yep. uh, Eisenhower had, which is they used communism against anything else, which means the same things that they fought for Lincoln gave the same thing so obviously a longer paragraph to mm-hmm. read but
1: it was it was about uh, prohibition doesn't actually stop crime it creates crime right creating a prohibition doesn't stop yeah. the crime it creates criminals out of people who weren't criminals and that that's my thing so uh, I'm kind of avoiding your by, answer by the way you I know apologize. what that
0: means you, you know what he means when he says prohibition like, of course you're you know, restricting
1: it you're yeah. stopping and you it and look what happened they're gonna do it anyways yeah. it was illegal and now like you know how many people
0: go about like just the other day you come into the house how much liquor do we have right now at the house that we have to fill up the <laughs> cellar the <laughs> 1500 exactly. no honestly how you, much you have you've you you you've got a nightclub's worth of booze if man. you see what's in the house right now right I would be arrested I would be arrested. 50 years ago for the amount of oh, liquor I yeah, have my of house course, right so now for You, for you it. would
1: have spent the rest of your life in jail I'd be in jail it, For the rest of your life You Correct. gotta understand, for the rest of your life That's the part, of, like you're taking people's yeah. lives away Especially, you talked about yeah. non-violent criminals We talked about Russ Ulbricht. We talked about, why? Because he stole money from the government? Because the government didn't get theirs? This, this, so again I'm not out here to flip people I really am not I'm not out here to flip people. All, all the tolerant liberals that that you know that that are in your comments section that every time I say something they 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 don't have an answer for and they just call me fat. You know what I'm saying? Like yeah. that's I'm not here to flip them. Although I do thank you for your positive bullying. I'm down like 20 pounds, so thank you guys. You do, I, you, you do look good. Thank yeah, you, yeah, brother. Yeah, thank yeah, you. you. I, I, so thank thank you, tolerant liberals in the comments. For Phil your your gave fu- you a shout out
0: yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> so I, said, I didn't know you. I, said, I, said, I guess you could do four plays, but five twenty five. And that's respect. I'd tear it <laughs> yeah, that I tear a back if I did cool. five twenty five.
1: But the point I'm trying to make, man, is more than any. Else, I'm not here to flip. Well, let me give you a question. I just want them to understand what they're what they're advocating. From a
0: guy from the outside, that all I look at, I like data and results. That's me. That's how I'm driven. I like data and results. Meaning, uh, Ben Simmons scored five points yesterday. Mm. Okay, he's got to get traded. Mm. Done. Doc Rivers couldn't answer the question because he didn't believe it, right? The the Philadelphia 76ers should be going to the finals right now, but a Trey Young beat him, embarrassing in Game 7. Shouldn't be happening. And Now, Durant lost because he had a teammate that's probably the worst teammate in the NBA, which is Kyrie Irving. He shows up when he wants to. Harden was hurt. He pulled it by himself. He almost beat Milwaukee single-handedly yeah. without any help. Yep. He did by himself. So, Durant is not leaving the playoffs with anybody giving him criticism. Durant's leaving the playoffs. Everybody's saying saying he's the greatest player in the league today, Mm -hmm. right? Today, right. So, data. Yeah, Ben Simmons. Guess what? You suck because your (laughs) attitude sucks. Your attitude absolutely sucks. He has this attitude about himself that he doesn't have to improve on anything. That's the biggest challenge with them. This guy could be the next LeBron James. This guy could be the next face of the league. But he doesn't think he has any area to improve in. That's a weakness. Let's talk data. Here's data for you. Uh, historically, who in your life shifted your way of thinking? Give me three names. Who in your life that you think about shift? what part of say politics, capitalism? Yeah. Way well, of in thinking. Pol- in
2: politics and capitalism was you. you okay. So, okay. Give yeah. me
0: two other names. Who in your life got you to think of certain things? It could be spiritual. Yeah. It could be marriage. It could be finances. It could be business. It could be politics. Who flipped you?
1: Does who? it have to be somebody I met, or is it? Can it be somebody? No, not ran? at all. Could be, could, be,
0: could be a distance. Yeah. Could be a Milton Friedman. I've never yeah. met Milton Friedman, yeah. right? Yeah. Who, who could it be for? Who is it for you?
2: Flipped or just influence in general? For you to say, damn, that
0: makes sense. You know what? Maybe they way I'm like thinking right now. Switch my ba- way of yes. thinking. Yes. Oh, yes.
2: Okay. Uh, to me, uh, for for uh, on a personal level. To be a little bit more careful with my decisions and who I'm around, I'm gonna say it's gonna be my grandmother. Okay, she's like very like, hey, be aware of who's around you. Not yeah. everybody's your friend, because I used to be very um, trusting, you know, very not like trusting, but like you're young and naive, so you think everybody's out to help you. Uh, with politics and, and uh, with politics and capitalism, obviously, it was you. And then um, as far as uh, uh, taking things a little bit more uh, to a, a whole other level of um, of uh, uh, making a um, how can I explain it? Uh, making it a uh, uh, an actual um, uh, career, not career, but a, a um, uh, making a, a bold move, and a statement. I think to me is going to be uh, my buddy Jesse will exit. Like, hey, we really need to push. It's not just you believing and your perspective on what's happening with America. We need to drive this to the Jesse.
1: Jesse from so, Legzit. So, so, yeah, from Legzit Movement. So, mm-hmm. PBD, yes. Jesse, and grandmother. Yeah. Okay. Who's for you? Three names. Um, well, I, I don't know his name. It's crazy. But one of the most influential moments of my life was that Navy SEAL gave the speech. Uh, when I was with the Cardinals, got it, uh, and, and you've told me that story. That's that, sick. That was a, that was one of the most. Yep. That was like transformative. Uh, you called
0: it the best motivational speech you've ever heard, and you've heard thousands.
1: Yeah, and it, it tell was, everybody
0: since they're listening could be good for them to hear it.
1: Okay. Um. All right. So w- when I when I was in the minor leagues, one of the things that they they do is they have these. They bring everybody into an auditorium once a week. Uh, I, I imagine similar to like, you know, sales executives and they give these motivational speeches and they have these speakers come in and they get, you know, a, an hour. And it's normally horrible. It's normally the worst hour of your entire week. You got to listen to this guy, you know, try hard if you're not working hard. The other guy, blah, 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 blah. And we're like, yeah, we don't we get that. And like we didn't get here by not working I'm understanding hard. understanding that yeah. jerk. Yeah. yeah. But there was one guy came in. He was a Navy SEAL. Knowing these guys wear suits and everything like that. This dude was in t-shirts, jeans and flip flops, kind of a little dude, like not like what you would expect a Navy SEAL or whatever. And uh, he stands up and he's like, who here has heard uh, pain is weakness leaving the body? And we're like, Ugh, here we go again. He's like, that is the dumbest shit anybody's ever said out loud. And we're like, what? He was like, who here has heard that if you're not working hard, somebody else is going to outwork you. And, and when you meet them, they'll win. And we were like, yeah, and they were like, yeah, because rest isn't important. And like, you know, if you if you overtrain and tear your tear your knee, did your did your ACL lack will? And so we were like, what is this guy talking? So the antithesis,
0: unconventional, it was the antithesis of everything we've ever heard. But the way heard. he turns it is what makes. And he sense. says,
1: this is the deal, man. He goes, this sucks. Waking up at six o'clock in the morning and running and working out and then going for batting practice all day and then hitting the gym and that that sucks. But you do it anyway, and you can't trick yourself into saying something that sucks doesn't suck. You can't be on the third mile of a a three-and-a-half-mile 95-degree run yeah, and be like, this is great, I love this. No, it's horrible, but you do it anyway, and everybody else, when it gets Uh horrible, they quit, and that's why you're you and they're them know it sucks, and do it anyway. Own embrace it. the suck. It, that yeah. was his whole thing. Wow. Embrace the suck. So number one, embrace the suck, Navy SEAL. Who else? Give me two more. Uh, two more. The second one was Jordan Peterson, somebody okay. that you've you've yep. interviewed. That's very, two. very very influential in my life. And the third one it probably isn't one person. I went into college a pretty liberal dude, very anti-George Bush, very anti uh, uh, blood for Oil. It was all the liberals in my college that were doing like performative stuff. And I was like, man, I am definitely not one of them. So it's crazy. You've told that story. As yeah. well. Watch
0: this here. So watch this here. He just gave his three. You gave your three Navy SEAL, Jordan Peterson, uh, liberal liberals at the college. You yeah. went to a bunch of people. By the way, I'm curious. I want to hear you. Some, some people are saying they got a list here. So I'll give you some of the names. Jordan Peterson uh, uh, is out here by a lot of people. Uh, Rogan, PBD, Jordan Peterson, Larry Elder, Trump, Larry uh, Elder's uh, badass. I pr- love Larry Prophet Muhammad, a guy said. Nice. That's Anas. We have Anas. That's
2: interesting. Thomas Soul, uh, uh, Ben Sowell,
0: Shapiro. Ben Shapiro. Tim Cast, Mom, brother-in-law. You're hearing all the list of Friedman, Reagan, Thomas Sowell. Uh, 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 so anyways, you're going through David Goggins, Tony yep. Robbins. All oh, these yeah. names, right, when you sit there and think about it. Who okay. are your three? Um, I would have to say... My three, I would put Milton Friedman in that list. Okay, 100% Milton Friedman's gotta be on that list for me. Um, I would put, phew, I'm trying to say, Milton Friedman would be one. Uh, oh, I'd have to put uh, uh, Ayn Rand on that list with Atlas Shrugged. Oh, Atlas uh, Shrug, yeah. yeah. I would have to put that on the list um there's a there's a guy named mono that most people won't even know the guy played a very important role even though something stuff happened to him he was a very important guy for me m-o-n-o m-a-n-o Armenian guy we used to go to his place and we would sit there from friday nights every friday night for about two years from six o'clock to two o'clock in the morning we debated uh, religion and politics is what we did wow and from 6 p.m to two in the morning with myself it was myself Armond, uh, uh, the, owner Arman, of, uh, the owner of office uh, place. Yeah, yeah he space. would go. Yeah. Uh, he introduced me to him. By the way, yeah. Armond, man who ended up committing, suicide, uh, who took his life, and a uh, couple other things, uh, stories that we had that we go there. Anyways, so these guys flipping, but you know, example why it's that. But flipping is different. There's yeah, example. There's different. flip. I'm talking flipping. Flipping is you're sitting and you're like, damn, I never thought about it that way before, right? I never thought the art of flipping is not people who are extremely loud, emotional. That's not the art of flipping. No, very subtle. Obama flipped people. Yeah. And he did it in his own way. Mm. Obama did. Obama got Republicans to say, this guy's not that bad, let me vote for this guy. He's a flipper, okay? Mm -hmm. Trump flipped people. Like him or not, he flipped people. Yep. He got some people to say, I like this guy. Bill Clinton flipped people. Mm -hmm. Reagan flipped people. Reagan, when he won, and the day of inauguration, Khomeini sends all the different POWs 30 minutes after he's given his speech and he says, this happened because of Jimmy Carter. He didn't take the credit. So he got the Democratic audience to say, shit, how do you not like this guy, mm-hmm. man? Freaking mm-hmm. give him credit mm-hmm. to the guy he just beat. You got to love this guy, right? Yeah. He flipped people. The art of, we need more people today Flipping. who are learning how to flip instead of talking to people like they're idiots. Nobody flips when you think the audience is an idiot. Not on the left, not on the right. The art of flipping people is not what an idiot. What makes now I'm not gonna flip like that. There's gotta be a complete different way to presenting an argument to a person to say, you know, I never thought about that, well, that way before. That's the
1: key. What you just said—presenting an argument, having an actual, real debate—it doesn't happen now. It's all canned debates. Yeah. That's really just propaganda. Yeah. It's really just their message in the form of a quote-unquote debate. But there, nobody's having these conversations, yeah. these open and honest conversations. You know, like, and, and there, there has to be some sort of—it's it, us too. We got to check ourselves as well. Like, we have to allow ourselves to be open to mm-hmm. that new information as well, right? Like, it can't just be like you know what what's uh you you said something once that was really really smart Pat, and it was it was something to the effect of too many people listen to talk they don't listen to hear right like i think yeah. and that that's the truth. true reply yeah and I, I i do that as well as well like i i'm, I'm as guilty of that as anybody it's like especially really, when i'm in a debate human nature. i think
2: it's human nature to want to do that
1: you have to you know that's something i love about rogan rogan for for whatever people say about rogan and for some reason the left absolutely hates rogan now but you know, he legitimately listens to every guest he has on and he takes in the information yeah. and he says, okay. He tries to what How do, you, what not, how do it. you
0: not love a guy like that? How do you not, it'd be so necessary. Ask, Brian, ask you, Brian Stelter. <laughs> no, but, but you, you have to realize, guys, the truth of the matter is with Brian Stelter and Broken. here's what happens, guys. You, you have to understand how the game of competition works. One of the best quotes I ever read about parenting, which my, my, uh, uh, Dudley Rutherford told me was the following. He says, parenting, fatherhood goes through three phases. It's you first idolize. Oh my gosh, my dad's my hero. Like my sons are in the idolizing phase right now. Okay, they think I'm the greatest thing since sliced bread. I'm not naive, because you know what's next phase? Demonize. Demonize. It's demonize. Like oh my gosh, this guy's a freaking worst father of all time. Leave me the hell alone. Stop it. I'm just so sick and tired of this. And then you humanize. So you know what? Freaking a. This guy seemed right. Yeah, it's my pops. Like you know, he's not perfect. I'm not perfect. You, you kind of go through that phase, right? Competition goes through the phase as well. Except yeah. the competition, they first laugh at you then they violently oppose you then you become self-evident right i mean it's very simple you cannot you can violently oppose yeah. anybody that's coming up in every competition this happens they violently oppose trey young he's not he's not the next steph curry there are about 70 rookie cards of trey young the month of the pandemic a guy needed money because the market hit took a hit he said i'm dropping 70 i said dude i'll pay you what do you want to do he sold it to me for nothing. I made four x on the money. I bought seventy rookie cards, PSA ten of Trey uh, uh, Trey uh, Young. I said Trey Gutter, Trey Young, right? To, oh, there's no way in the world. And he has to go out there and say, "Well, this guy's a baller." He's a and then you hear all the comments. We I always knew he was a baller. You didn't say he's a baller. You said this guy's gonna choke. But he showed up in the fourth quarter, hit the three when it was necessary, even though he's 4-4-22. Four, he hits that three, right? You are going to go through that phase right now. You know what? You know what status uh, Rogan has earned? It's a very unique status, and that's the status everybody fears. The, Competition fears, and they want to destroy. The last status you get to is saint status. You know what saint status? Saint. Saint. Oh saint. yeah, of course. Saint. You know what saint well, status? You can't yeah. say wrong. You're untouchable. You're untouchable. Rogan yeah. has saint status. You're, he's saint status.
1: Well, then why is Spotify taking all of his uh, podcasts? They now? can do. Why whatever? is he letting them do? They
0: it? can do whatever they want to do to the guy. He's saint status. The only problem with saints. Here's the only problem with saints. You know what's a problem with saints? They were once sinners. So the opposition can always go and find a bunch of dirt on them, mm. and they're willing to pay premium yeah. to bring it out, to trash them. So just wait the next two, three, four, five years on strategies. on. Tra- I'm telling you right now, Rogan doesn't walk on water. Rogan, who he is today, is because he's made of mistakes course. and he becomes the per, a person who has a lot of perspective at his level. I guarantee you that person's made a lot more stupid mistakes yes. behind closers that a lot of people don't know
1: about. Then I hope he owns it, man, because you know what? I don't think anybody wants somebody perfect anymore. We, we're in the yeah. era of authenticity, I think, I man. Think, but,
0: but I think I – think, I hope he's got such a big loyal following yeah. around him that they're going to come – look. When it gets to a point where you know you're a person that like Tiger, Pat, it's like who like Tiger Woods, yeah. But this is different because the difference with Tiger, Tiger, Tiger was there was an element of Tiger that I'm ten times better than you. Rogan doesn't think he's better than you. Oh, yeah, really? sure. Rogan doesn't that. have that energy. Yeah, yeah, Rogan's yeah, yeah, just yeah. like, dude, I don't, saying saying? I don't know what the fuck. Rogan says, I don't even know what I'm talking about. Yeah, that that I'm was just a kinda, fall, so fall from grace. So yeah. for, for but for yeah. Tiger, Tiger's like, yeah, I'm. He's twenty years old doing an interview. He says, "What's your goal to win nineteen majors?" To be the greatest of all time. Tigers saying this at 19, 20 years old. I mean, that's, you know, you know. That's a little bit, even J- Ro- Jordan said, look, I don't know what the argument, I don't know where I'm at. That's for the critics to make the feedback, but I think I'm in the argument right now. I think if you want to make the argument with me against Magic, all the I think I'm finally, I'm in the argument right now, if you want to involve me. So there was that element right, with it, right, right? Right, right. I think Rogan is in insane, insane status, but uh, media is going to find stuff. Yeah. It's very easy to send money and say, can you tell me something? So guess what direction they're going to go? They can't go drugs, because he openly talks about drugs. Yep. The only thing they can go through is what? Women.
1: They're going
0: to Try to do a uh, what's that one uh, comedian? Rick, uh, 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 yeah, the one. Uh, Brett no, 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 not Kavanaugh. The comedian. The comedian who was. Uh, um, we talk about him all the time. Louis C.K. Right? They're gonna try to find well, something. And, the thing
1: is, Louis Louis did do that though.
0: I'm not saying he did that. I'm not saying he's gonna and find was, a video of I, Louis C.K. Totally doing that.
1: But they waited ten years until yeah. yeah. So so just listen. If it
0: happens, don't flip and be surprised. People going to find out that, that this is a flawed
1: man like anybody else. You don't earn saint status being a saint and all your knows, life. I don't, I, don't think
2: I, don't,
0: well, yeah. I
1: don't think it's the audience. It's always, you know, the problem is it, it's, it's the company that bails. It's the people on top. He's going to have a place. That po- that's yeah, he will have a place. Too yeah. too, he will always too, have a place. Rogan's
0: it, always going to have a place. Yeah. He's too yeah it's not, and, and by the way, the part with Rogan that's absolutely genius, he's always confusing his audience. And here's how he does it. You know what? I think I'm going to vote for Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Thanks, Joe, for the, you know, confidence. I don't know if I'm going to vote Joe Bernie Sanders.
1: I like the strong guy. <laughs> I'm gonna go to this, uh, you know,
0: Joe Jorgensen. Which who would vote for yeah. the Joe message? Joe Jorgensen. Yeah, yeah. I, I think I'm gonna go. To, she's
1: awesome. Yeah. I didn't Orgensen. say
0: she's not awesome. Yeah. but yeah. it's not a it's not a marketer. Yeah, a Joe Jorgensen to me is someone behind the scenes that coaches a libertarian yeah. on how to go out there. Well,
1: not the face. She's not a face. Uh, Spike Cohen, her vice president, pretty much agreed with you because he took over her campaign. People actually thought yeah, no. Spike Cohen was the guy who was running. for Yes, yeah, so, so. listen,
0: the last two libertarian candidates are absolutely you know terrible marketers. No, we.
1: Uh, we, uh, Anyways,
0: but we got a surprise guest here. Let's Aleppo. get a friend here. Is uh, our friend here who I'm trying to get oh, this guy to lift weights. Snap. I'm trying to get him to lift weights. <laughs> I don't know why he doesn't hit the gym. Well, Phil. Phil, Phil, when are we hitting the gym, oh. man? I can tell, baby. <laughs> How, are How are you? Oh are you? my gosh, we got Phil in the house. Yeah. <laughs> so better on you to me so anyway. yesterday, Phil says. He says, "Look, when it comes down to judging, you have to be able to judge on the following different things." He says, "Like, look at this." Phil goes like this: is, "It's 12:30." He says, "Look at the skin. Look at the skin." He says, like, "You can't judge that." How you doing, man? How you feeling?
3: I'm great. Yeah. I'm great. Yeah,
0: uh, did you hear the opening about the, the you know, my uh, uh, taking shots at Mr. Olympia or not? You didn't hear that part at the no. beginning, so I don't want to get you in trouble. <laughs> just, just so if, if anybody from the Olympia brand is listening, he is he is not in agreement with me. This is me saying it. I stand for my opinions. He has his own opinions, but uh, it's good to have you in Florida.
3: No, thank you. It's great to be here. Yeah,
0: how's yeah. it how's it feel, man, being in Florida? How, how, how you doing?
3: I think I need a change. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I think I'm excited to hear more about the change. Yes. And I think a lot of people are curious to know what that change is. Mm-hmm. But we we know the change, but some people don't know the change. But it's mm-hmm. gonna be exciting to talk about the change. Absolutely. For the right time, when the right time comes, we'll talk about the Rick, change. Ricky,
1: you have any mm-hmm. idea what the hell they're talking about? I have no idea. What about. <laughs> I'm just here pretending like I know what they're talking about. Oh my
0: gosh! Yeah. So it's uh, it's uh, we were just right now. We were just right now. What oh. happened? Mike, put it closer. Okay. We were just right now. Uh, and by the way, got to tell you, man. You you bro. Even though how long has it been since uh, you competed? september no december 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 18th birthday Mm -hmm. right on your Mm -hmm. birthday yeah it's used to do you still look really good
3: yeah yeah seven times you ain't gonna
0: lose it overnight crazy (laughs) yeah crazy to have that going on but uh what do you want to say man what do you want to say to
3: people what's on your mind right now oh right now i mean obviously we're living through an interesting time yeah and uh i will use one of your lines and say that the future is very very bright and especially for those people who know how to respond to the call of action right yep. now. And they have to figure that out for themselves. But they once they figure out that why and dig deeper and deeper and deeper, almost to the where emotions come out, mm-hmm. they can then develop those strategies necessary for their own level of personal greatness. And I you know, I've been traveling around now and I've been meeting a lot of different people and they've been feeling the same way. So I'm really encouraged to you know, spread more positivity to everybody, letting them know that, you know, with the world opening up, especially in America with gyms, thank goodness, because a lot of people are uh, dealing with their mental health, that, uh, you know, they just really have to stay positive and, you know, continue the good fight.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's, uh, that's the one big thing when, uh... by the way, one story I have here. The story was uh, that uh, the shutdown. Did you see that story? Do we, Kai, which story is, uh... Did you put the story up what the lockdown did? Yeah, there you go. Harvard data. Matter of fact, I'm just going to read that right now since you go brought page that up. Want, five. Go to page five. Page five. I think this is a story that Phil just kind of brought up right now. New Harvard data accidentally reveals how lockdowns crush the working class while leaving elites unscathed, right? This is a foundation for economic education. New data analysis from Harvard University, Brown University, and the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation calculates how different employment levels have been impacted during the pandemic today, Finding. The findings reveals that the government lockdown orders devastated workers at the bottom of the financial food chain, but left the upper tier actually better off. It's interesting that the lockdown was to protect the bottom, but it actually ended up hurting the bottom is what it did. The analysis examined employment levels in January 2020 before the coronavirus spread wildly, before lockdowns orders and other restrictions on the economy were implemented. It compared, it, it compared them to unemployment employment figures from March 31st, 2021. Here's the data. Employment for lower wage workers, defined as earning less than twenty-seven thousand dollars a year annually, declined by a whopping twenty-three point six percent over the time period. Employment for middle class wage workers, defined as earning between twenty-seven to sixty grand, declined by four and a half percent. However, employment for high wage workers, defined as earning more than sixty K. This is not even millionaire, by the way. Yeah. Above sixty K actually increased two point four percent. Over the measured time period, despite the country's economic turmoil, the datas are damning they offer yet another reminder that government lockdowns hurt most those who could least afford it. I mean, you talk about gyms. I, I can't even tell you how many people were calling saying where the hell do I go to work out? Our office had a gym. People who had no gym mem- had gym memberships, other places that were shut down, they were coming to the
3: office to work out on the weekends at our office in uh, in uh, Dallas. I mean hell, I didn't have a gym. You know, getting ready for the Olympia. Luckily, I was able to sneak in with a key and literally had to train with the lights off and parking down the street so then no one could see me. You know, training during the day or at night. My question would be how can I look like you without needing a gym? I think that's the <laughs> question everybody's asking right. <laughs> is, I'd love to
0: look
1: like he, he just, he just I, implicated it, himself it, in a felony as well, no, by yeah, the way. Yeah, Thanks yeah, for yeah, that. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Gerard,
0: you look like you want to say something about
1: this. Oh man, I should let everybody else go first because I got, I feel pretty strongly about this one, man. Tell us. Tell us what you think. Dude, you're look th- this is this is endemic of a, a wider societal issue the the elites have, have are so far gone they're so far gone from the reality of everyday life you know, this is these are people that you know when they were shutting down the coal mines, they were like, "Well, just learn how to code." Why well, won't these guys to just learn how to code, man? They're 45 years old, 50 years old. They've been working in a mine for 20 years, and you're like, "Yeah, just just go to Devry and learn how to code, get a job in IT." They work remotely. These are people with high-paying six-figure jobs that all they need is, is high-speed internet. And they can work from Aspen, and they're like, well, who cares if I don't have to go to an office? They don't think about the office building supports the dry cleaner down the block, supports the pizzeria down the block, the barber down the block. There's an entire ecosystem that is around supporting them, the high-wage earner, but they've been, they've spent their whole life... You go into private schools, go into, you know, the, these high-end Ivy League universities, and then they go to these Google campuses. They've never been around, quote-unquote, normal people. You know, this is where you get this Gail Godot, you know, and all these Hollywood elites thinking they're going to cheer us up during the, the quarantine, like, you know, singing that song. Imagine, like, we're in this together, guys. And it's Malibu in her backyard with a 20,000-square-foot house, and I'm sitting in here in a one-bedroom in Jersey City above an Indian restaurant going out of my mind, like, we are in this together. We are not in this together. <laughs> Indian get, the restaurant. Out, get me out of this <laughs> I'm smelling curry, curry 24-7 get me, Gail Godot I swear I to God, if you that. sing one more time, I am gonna Ooh, same thing, so they got a Tillis gym in Jersey, brother, oh bro they shut down the gyms and the churches during a pandemic, so we can't be healthy spiritually, emotionally, or physically, but they kept the liquor stores and Burger King open, man like, come on, bro. This is what I'm talking about. This is this a is, let them eat cake moment.
0: This is why I love, Gerard, I love data. So I brought Billy Bean to one of our events. No, I don't yeah, know what I it remember. was. Two years ago or two, two years, years ago. ago said, two years ago. I brought MGM. Billy Bean to MGM. Yeah. And yeah. We, but I, we only did it at the MD meeting. It was only yeah. the broker's meeting. It wasn't for everybody, right? And I'm interviewing uh, uh, Billy Bean. He says, you know, when you're winning, you love data. When you're losing, you hate looking at the numbers. Because it's not the numbers' fault it's it's something else it's you know it's this it's that it's this right it's never the you know it's no there's a whole story behind it right okay you can get up there and talk about everything you want about the right decisions we made etc etc then comes data and then you have to say why did florida's shutdown format work Mm. why did texas work Mm. why did why why didn't california work why didn't new york work i mean Within a span of a week, we were both in New York and in California, right? New York, everywhere we're going, we talked to the cab driver. The cab driver's like, no, we felt it. The shutdown. Half a million people have left this place. California, we go there. Mario and I are at, uh, I don't know where we went. We went to get this uh, 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 food by the water. This guy runs up, stop, 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 put the mask on. Complete different environment that they got. But, Phil, the, the gym, the fitness world, you're in that space. How big of a hit did they take? You know, like now it's after pandemic, how big of a hit have some people taken? Did some people fully get out of the business?
3: There's a lot of gyms that suffered, no question about it. And um, unfortunately, those personal trainers, they suffered tremendously Mm. because they can't, even the ones that do like online workout programs, they're working from home, but they also are working internationally. So imagine not just the people who they can help domestically in the United States, but overseas they still don't have gyms. So a lot of the personal trainers are like, well, what do I do? How do I really pivot? And even those influencers that are like, you know, you got bodybuilder and influencer Mm -hmm. kind Mm -hmm. of mixed together. What are they gonna do? Just home workouts all the time? Eventually that became boring. And it became very, I would say, disingenuous to say that I got my physique based on this. So a lot of people had to really just take a hiatus and a lot of athletes were furloughed like crazy, a lot were let go. Um, contracts from the supplement companies, I mean, supplement companies, I mean, they all lost their ass uh, tremendously. So they're just now starting to, I'd say, uh, turn the corner a little bit, but I think uh, those people that are turning it are probably watching Valuetainment and learning how to be a better businessman, mm-hmm. you know, to understand that this may happen again, so how do we, you know, solve that problem. But the unfortunate uh, part is is that a lot of them still haven't figured out like a a specific training module or whatever to enhance like their abilities. And I know we were talking about stuff like that last night Mm -hmm. is that.
0: You you have an online course if somebody wants to learn how you, all your secret stuff that you've done over the years. Is there like an online course to buy yours or no?
3: Not yet in the process
0: oh bro yes. people would pay premium for that to get their hands on how you train mm-hmm. like you don't have a video that shows how you train with a camera showing exactly your routine
3: i've had uh workout videos you know dvds all that stuff you know i've done collaborations with different companies but uh no Wow. Something's coming, though. Well, if something's, something's like coming. That, if I hope some... so,
2: because I know a lot of us would want to jump Are on that. Are you kidding me? you got
3: a
0: seven-time 100%. Mr. Oh, Olympia who is, yeah. who is still who is still in shape. Like, he can yeah. compete this year
3: if you wanted 100%. to. 100%. Oh. Oh, yeah. Any plans of this year or no? Uh, you know, my phone's still on. <laughs> my phone still works. My phone still works. So uh, I don't you know just... if those
0: guys have called you or not. The, the folks from uh, this, uh, what is the brand called, Mr. Olympia, right? Yes.
3: Yeah. You
2: still play basketball, Phil?
3: 2K. <laughs> but I mean, is this a challenge?
2: No, 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 no!
3: no, I can't play basketball in my life. A i not play two K. I'm just messing with you. No, but I, you. I
2: read your story and I know you were yeah. a basketball player before. Yeah,
3: no, I I love it, but uh you know, for me to get back out there at you know over 250 pounds, it's, it's difficult, it's, right? It's not smart. Yeah, you're asking. You're really, you're really asking for a problem. I mean, what do you
2: mean? What do you mean by that? A problem?
3: Well, for for me, I mean. Normally, I would get up to like 275, mm-hmm. I, you know, off season. Right now, I'm like at 250. Um, I had actually tore my MCL uh, about a year and a half ago mm-hmm. and competed with it. So i'm only imagining like if i decided to go out and run
2: oh I that i see. probably
3: wouldn't tear something else
2: oh I so see. what is it though is it the is it
3: the it's weight just, it's the torque i the mean tor- like,
2: yeah yeah i
3: yeah. mean you gotta get, i mean look when, when i played ball in college i was 175 pounds right right you know you look it up on the internet i mean i was pretty darn lean at the time you were i saw pictures of you yeah. and uh now you got basically 80 pounds on that right you're right. gonna and much more years. Right. <laughs> on right. the on yeah. those joints. Plus yeah. your
1: muscles grow, your ligaments don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying?
3: You're just begging for a problem. Mm. Oh, I see. Know?
2: I see. Interesting. But, How's uh um, uh Coleman doing he was he was in did he have surgery? Is that why he was working with numerous, yeah, yeah. So he's
3: had numerous surgeries, but you know, I, I definitely feel like he's finding his way. Yeah. He seems a lot one thing I give Ronnie Coleman is his level of positivity yeah. throughout this entire process. Yeah. I mean I couldn't imagine. I mean I had two hernia surgeries in 2 years and I was definitely not happy with my surgeon. Right. You know, at some point for him to have more than 10. Wow. I mean and still go to appearances. I mean I'd be doing appearances with Coleman, you know, overseas. And he's standing as long as he he's supposed to be sitting down in a wheelchair. And this man would, you know, get up, stand up, shake hands with people, listen to their stories. For six hours straight.
1: Wow! Well, I mean, you—you you guys are men of sheer will. There's no way. Yeah. That oh, 100%. you percent. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No. You know. No no. Way. Shout out to staying positive. It's worked well for Charlie Sheen, so everybody should. <laughs> stay big, positive inspri- as well big inspiration. Yeah. Big
0: inspiration. Big inspiration for that. I, I want to go to a different story. I want to go to a story here. We got about the American Dream, and I don't know if you've uh, seen the story or not. But what if you, go, you want to go, go to page American Dream is what page, guy? Is it on page two? It's page two. Page two. Okay, go to page two on the bottom. How the two biggest status symbols of the American dream came to pose the greatest risk on inflation crisis. Business Insider story. Owning a house and a car has symbolized the American dream since the end of World War II. But these markers of 20th century prosperity are posing the 21st century greatest inflation risk. By May, a popular gauge of broad price growth had leaped to its high highest level since 2008. Conservative uh, economists and lawmakers have raised fears that unless the government reigns in its, in its spending, the U.S. risks repeating the crippling spiral of runway inflation from 1970s. These months of decade-high inflation, driven largely by home and car prices, are now the principal risk to the economy. Economic recovery, Fannie Mae said in a Wednesday report, unless bottlenecks are quickly un, uh, alleviated and price growth cools, Inflation that's been largely deemed temporarily by the Federal Reserve could plunge in the U.S. into a new economic crisis, the company's economic and strategic research group said. By the way, do you think the owning a house is still the American dream? Would you say it's still an American dream? Uh, how how would you? What would you say is the American dream today? To you,
2: being an entrepreneur,
0: being an ent- owning a
2: business, yeah, and having passive income pay for all your stuff. That's my that's my the American, American dream, hundred
0: percent. Okay, so now go to go to somebody that's making eighty a year. Go to an eighty thousand dollar year person, like sixty to 80, sixty to six figures. You're making sixty to hundred thousand dollars. What is the American dream for that person? Making it, more than their friends. Making
1: more than man, their friends. That's tough, man. I think it's it's move uh, the mic. Sorry, yeah. I, I think it's uh it's regional. I think the American dream is different depending on where you are. I think the uh, Texas American dream, Florida American dream, is different than the New York American dream. Like, and I think it's cultural now too. I think. For yeah, for 100%. some people yep, it is cultural. Yep. I think for some people like having a PhD yep. means more to them than having more a, money. Than than having yeah. It's actually a very like, good point. Like, you like Tim Grover,
2: to... like Tim Grover, yeah. uh, Tim Grover's dad or parents, they kinda suddenly throw shots at the fact that he's not a doctor. You know, even though he, the guy's yeah, trained a, the most like it's successful. A, it's a status symbol. It's a status yeah, for them. Like, you know, things you know, I was reading the book, was in the book Winning. He's talking about that. So this day suddenly throw, yeah, what jab's if you were him. a doctor? Well, he's, you know? he's
0: Indian. He's Indian. Right, so he's the in, family Yeah, is, of course. Because Indian is what? Engineer, doctor, right. lawyer, you well, know, yeah. similar to Middle Eastern what they say but i guess i can
1: see that you know for, the american for adam, dream for, for our boy adam Suss, i hope I, yeah. ho- I hope uh soy man mafia is listening right now he's he's not soy boy folks by the way he's he, he's a big strong man so soy man mafia uh, if you're listening the american dream was house and a car and an education and the government got involved in all three markets yep and what happened that's that's all that's all i'm going to say big government tax and spend adam Suss, great hair horrible politics so, if the government never got involved, nineteen seventy-eight community reinvestment.
0: He's Act. He's about to drop in your DMs. Uh, if, it, if, he like never,
1: sh- if he never drop, if, if he never got in, uh, yeah, you get Shaq in your DMs. I get Sauce in mine. <laughs> we ate the same. The, uh, he remembers
0: when the whole Shaq thing happened, when uh, uh, the Kobe interview. When uh, Kobe, I asked Kobe, I said, "What would who would have Shaq been if he had your work ethic?" And mm-hmm. uh, Kobe said he wouldn't been the greatest of all time. We would have won twelve championships, and then Shaq got pissed mm-hmm. and came back. But uh,
2: well, you told us that. You actually never shared that story with us about Shaq getting what well, he told you. We know that there was backlash because ESPN all that, but you never well, told Shaq
0: it? DM'd me yeah, and yeah. he was furious saying At you? you know, yeah, he says uh, who you know, who are you to ask a stupid question like that, you know, from Kobe. Who would I have been if I would have had a work ethic? You don't even know what you're talking about, and then just block me. I'm blocked from Shaq on no Instagram. No way.
1: <laughs> Hashtag <laughs> Unblock Everybody tweet by, at
0: Shaq. By the way. Tweet at Shaq Unblock I Pat. would love to sit down. Shaq <laughs> will be surprised if he sits with me because – if you see my my, go ahead. How many Papa John's franchises do you have to buy before Shaq? <laughs> un- no, I, I, I actually, I actually. And by the way, Phil messaged Shaq, and Phil's like, because Phil and Shaq have done stuff together. Shaq mm-hmm. is a, a big uh, fan of Phil's work. Shaq would come to watch Phil uh, at Mr Olympia. I think you guys have had uh, multiple yeah. interactions together. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, but I remember. <laughs> oh, you messaged him? No, no, he sent a tweet <laughs> oh, out okay, because okay. of what happened back and oh, forth. Got Shaq it, got was got pissed. It. <laughs> but if, if if we play, you know the game, pick your starting five, and yeah, I say you got first pick, you pick MJ. My second is, you know, I'll go, let's just say, LeBron or something like that. And then your third pick is going to be, let's just say, you pick Kareem. I'm picking Shaq.
1: Yeah, 100%. That's, I yeah, pick Shaq course, because
0: Shaq is irreplaceable. We talked about I've him last night. I've never seen anybody yeah.
1: take over a game. Yeah. I've never in my – like I watched, I've watched LeBron. I've watched yeah. Jordan. i watched Bird. Matt. I've never seen anybody just decide, you know what? Nah, I'm just gonna score the next 50 points, and just like yeah. I've never
0: seen anybody completely and what are you gonna take do about over it? a game like is, 2,000 What shot. are you gonna What are you gonna do about it? Try to stop me. Like that was his mindset. Yeah. Try to stop me. Anyway, so yeah, so going back to this whole thing with American uh, Dream. Yeah, I think you're right. It's different based on culture. It's different yeah. based on zip code. It's different. Do you have a different opinion what, what he just said?
2: No, no, I agree with them. With the, I know with us, with the Hispanic community, it's. It's very much just uh, as long as you can pay your bills and uh, buy your little house, and then you're good. Like to the American dream, to the Hispanic, to this day is yeah. still buy a house. Like if you can, you That's can, own, you, can own, yeah. you can own. Yeah. Yeah. you can own a hundred units, Pat. You can own a skyrise in the middle of L.A. You don't own a house. You're not crap in the Hispanic community. Married house and uh, FICO score. Yeah, and FICO sure. score. Yeah. Oh, well, my dad's FICO. big on that. My dad's yeah. FICO score, and don't get any tickets. Don't know yep. the government. Yep. But in Hispanic house communities, you, don't, you could yeah. own every. You could own every house in the block except yours. You're a loser. Literally, people
3: will flex on Instagram. <laughs> yeah. And say, you know, my FICO is this, this this. Yeah. And uh, I'm thinking, well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> mine's Mine's been up, and mine's been down, and I <laughs> yeah. still have the better credit card right. and ability to spend. Right. So. You know, you just have to. It's not buying
2: power, by the way, that makes you powerful in the Hispanic community. It's the fact that you own a house or you have a high fight. It's That's always crazy. been like that, though, it's even insane. where I grew up. Well, my yeah.
0: dad met CLMAC for the first time. Yeah. Okay. And C. Mac is coming to ask my dad for his daughter, my sister, right? And we're sitting, we're like, oh my gosh, here we go <laughs> what's again. It's going to be so weird. <laughs> my dad special. asks him, what's your credit score? <laughs> My dad asks, Yamak, what is your credit score? Siamak's like, excuse me?
1: Dude, <laughs> the the world needs your dad on the podcast. He is Coco David. Joey Coco David needs to come on the podcast. You and him have had some conversations together. Oh, that's my yeah, boy, man. Yeah, yeah, he's, uh, yeah. Yeah. he's, uh. By the way,
0: we had a guy just gave $500 right now. Wow. Norman J. I think that's the highest ever. I tried to comment earlier in the podcast, but I had to verify the transaction on my CC Active listening, uh, listen for understanding, not to respond. We learned this is military leadership training. He's got his website there, www.njsdcapital.com. I am a newbie entrepreneur, and I want to attend the Vault Conference and get on that yacht. It's a must. Norman, send us a text at 310-340-1132. 310-340-1132. We'll have one of our guys contact you. Uh, but that's the record right there we've ever had. So, hey, thank you for that donation, man. It's, uh, but we'll have one of our guys contact you. Listen, uh, in, the, that.
1: in the Super Chat, Pat, if they give a $1,000 in the Super Chat, Phil will take his shirt off and flex. <laughs> and if they give $2,000, i will put another shirt on and walk out the room. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: Why'd man. somebody put a $1,000 right now on Phil? <laughs> but the $1,000 going straight to Phil if you do that because this would be like a, a, a what do you call it? A You know how you go to events and you're oh, doing guest posing. 40s. Yeah. yeah. So so uh, uh, so okay. Let's continue here. What else we got on stories that we haven't covered? What else we got on stories that we?
2: <laughs> the Nickelodeon, the Ni- Ni- Nickelodeon one.
0: Yeah, let me see. Nickelodeon. Oh, you know
2: what? Like you know what? Are we doing that? Uh, we
1: doing did that right you now? do this on purpose?
0: By the way, do you, did I do this on purpose? <laughs> it's no, not, no, no, no.
1: This it's is not a grapefruit.
0: this is Tiffany. <laughs> a oh, I see what you're oh, saying. Man. Oh, you're <laughs> so funny, buddy. You're on. You are so funny. That was <laughs> watermelon. <laughs> Watermelon. George
2: yeah, having a blast that when, thing. Yeah. Yeah. Watermelon buddy. <laughs> my man, my man, my man. My That's man. so funny. All
0: right. So Cole Beasley. I actually like what Cole, Cole Beasley said. I, can you pull up his tweet? Yeah. So Cole Beasley makes a public service announcement and people are flipping out over what he had to say. So he sends this tweet. Gets a lot of attention, obviously. And he said can you click on it so I can read it? Uh, so he says, Look, I'm going to uh, I'm going to live my one life like I want to regardless. Everyone, hi, I'm Colby Beasley, and I'm not vaccinated. I will be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in the public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. Point blank, period. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. I have family members whose days are numbered. If they want to come see me and stay at my house, then they are coming regardless of protocol. I don't play for the money anymore. My family has been taken care of. Find me if you want. My way of living and my values are more important to me than a dollar. I love my teammates and enjoy playing ball because all the outside BS goes out the window in these moments. I just want to win the Super Bowl and enjoy these relationships that will be created along the way. I'm not going to take my, uh, take meds for a leg that isn't broken. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity that isn't broken. <laughs> Let me read that one more time. Go back again. Go back again. Go back to the other side. Uh, he says, uh, I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity that isn't broken, immunity that isn't broken. I'd rather take my chances with COVID and build up my immunity that, that way. Eat better, drink water, exercise, and do what I think is necessary to be a healthy individual. That is my choice based on my experiences and what I think is best. I'll play for free this year to live life how I've lived from day one. I'm, if I'm forced into retirement, so be it. I've enjoyed the times I've had. I'll get to live freely with my wife, kids, and extended family mm-hmm. forever. We would get to enjoy the times that we've missed from the sacrifices we've had to make just so I could play this wonderful game. So either way, it's a win-win. That's where I stand. Thank you for everyone who has been supportive throughout this process. A lot of other NFL players held my position as well, but aren't in the right place in their careers to be so outspoken. What a, what a good thing to say yeah. right there. I feel for you, and I'm hoping I'm out. I'm doing my part to represent you guys as well, Cole Beasley. What do you think about that?
1: Cole Beasley jersey ordered. <laughs> really? Ordered. What a beast, man.
0: What a beast. Got to respect it. but You have to. But, but you got to realize what he said is very important. He said to all the other players that are not in my position to say that, I hope I'm speaking on your behalf. Yeah. And hopefully this helps you because yeah. he doesn't need the money anymore. Right? right. That's the power. What is that worth? He's, he's probably a $30 million 30, guy. 30 to fifty. He's somewhere around there. I'm going to put him at 30 to 50
1: million dollars. Yeah, but he Beasley. he wasn't supposed to be though. He this is he's a Rudy. He's an underdog. He you know, he he was How He was never that even guy? supposed to come out of Cowboys 14 camp. million. Yeah, Network like, 14 million. That's not bad. Yeah, but that's 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 just that's just off of his NFL money. Oh, you don't course, know what his investments of course, are or anything yeah, like that. Look, man, god God bless him. Look, I don't anybody who got the vaccine, God Five bless eight. you, man, go for it. Five eight. Five eight. Five eight, Cole wow. Beasley. We wow. we were up it, we were at an undisclosed location, we had a shoot, and one of the guys on the shoot, I don't know how the topic got to drugs, but we were talking about, uh, you know, when we were younger, if we had ever done drugs, and this one dude uh who was our sound guy, really, really good sound guy, he goes, uh he goes, "No, I've never done drugs. I would never do drugs. I don't even take baby aspirin." And he was like, you know, on set and he was, you know, like kind of like bragging about it. And I was like, "Did you get the vaccine?" He goes, "Yeah." I was like, "All right. So no baby aspirin, but I'm going to take a an untested vaccine and then medicine." Fight. By the way, you should have seen this. It was epic. The guys like, "Good point." Uh, okay, good point. I was like, oh. he didn't even fight he it. And He's out. like, "Good no, point. Fair <laughs> enough. Fair enough. No, no fight." No, no fight at all. He he tried. He thought for like 3 seconds. And he was like, Kyle, you were sitting mm. there. He yeah. kind of looked to his right. He's like,
0: Yeah, that's a good point.
1: <laughs> he, he looked at it like, Yeah, there's no response. Yeah, I can't uh, say nothing I, to I, him. Like, yeah. You got it. Good for you. But you know what? Like, I love what he said. I'm not going to take, I love what Cole Beasley said. I'm not going to take meds for a leg that isn't broken. Thomas Massey got attacked uh, this week about not being vaccinated. And Thomas Massey's an actual genius, like an MIT, like Mensa uh genius. And you see what he said? He was like, listen, when you show... Pat was talking about the data before. He was like, when you show me data that suggests that this vaccine helps my immune system more than my natural antibodies after having it, I'll take the vaccine. But that data doesn't exist, so I'm not gonna take it. Yeah. And you know what, This the, talking, just talking about this is probably gonna get this video demonetized and taken off YouTube, which is insane. The bigger thing to me is Cole Beasley, like that was a cry for help. That was somebody desperately trying to take his personal agency back. That's a guy that says, I don't care if this costs me my career. Can you imagine a personal choice like what medicine to take or not take? Threatening your career, threatening your livelihood, I, 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 and your family's
0: livelihood? You, what, what, what the biggest thing is like, OK, so so having a baby. OK, when you when you uh, go through the phase of having a baby, everyone's going to give you opinions. Okay, and I'm Middle Eastern, so everybody wants to give us advice on how to do anything. Like, especially, mm-hmm. you, you're, you're, it's going to be the same with you as well. When you guys have, so you should do this, you should do that. Should, 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 should. Everything you should do, right? Okay. Yep. So I said, Jen, what do you want to do? She said I want to have a natural. So you sure you want to have a natural? Yes. I'm like, okay. You positive? I hundred percent, hundred percent. So it's okay. Let me think about it. So the time comes. Hey, I want to have a, a natural birth. Dulo shows up. We're having a meeting. She says, yeah, I still want to have a natural. So okay, great. Let's write the note. We have the note. We give it. We say, what should we face? So where, where, where are you having a baby? Northridge uh, Hospital. Great. They're going sixty-seven percent of their the babies that are born. They're at C-section. They're gonna push you to do to take the shots. What is the shot? The shot is what? The uh, 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 is it no, anesthesia? No, it's not. It's no, no, no. Not, the epidural. Yeah, The epidural and the pitocin. All this stuff. The pitocin. All these things you take, right? Jennifer said, I don't want to take anything. She's like, they're going to sell you because it's like a business model. They're going to have to do a C section, they make more money, and they have to, have to give you epidural and they have to give you the Pitocin. You know what Jen says? She says, I don't want any of it. So in the middle, they're like, okay, we have to do this. We have to do this. And I look at the dual. I said, is this serious? No, no, they're just not serious. I said, ma'am, can you guys go out, please? We're good. And like, No, we have to do We have to do it. Out, please. Boom. Comes. We go to Jen. Doctor. Nurse comes in. Boom. First baby, second baby, third. All been natural so far. Now, Jen. Jen's a Yes, Yes, she was having, that yes, is, yes. She, by the wow. way, no Pitosa, Gens no epidural. By the way, I would never do that if I was. I'm just telling you right now. I'm a part of that camp. That's her courage, okay? I'm giving her the credit, okay? So, so, but she says, I don't want any of it. Yeah. And by the way, I've been there every one of them. And, dude, she is, and right now she's having contractions. So at any point, I could get a call. I got to go to the hospital. Yeah. We, we, the due date is today. Just so everybody knows. Let me. By the
1: about, way, I today's a, the day. I want an
0: epidural. Just, just so about everybody it. knows. The Babies do today like the doctor's like today's he's the dude he's the doula, right? <laughs> <laughs> but watch what happens here's the point everybody has opinions and it's a religious thing where people would say i don't think is you have to do c c-section because it's this you know there's no we have to do c-section in california god forbid if you don't do c-section that was for uneducated people years ago we're now educated the best way to do it is with c-section and epidural and all this stuff right okay The fact that a person's opinion and choice to want to do it the way they want to do it has become so politicized today. Dude, I don't want to take the vaccine. Well, nobody in your family said, no, my dad took the vaccine at 79 years old. My nanny, she took the vaccine. Salute. I don't have a problem with that. My dad and I talked about it. I don't have a problem with that. I don't want to take the vaccine. Why don't you want to take the vaccine? I don't want to take the vaccine right now. Why not? You want the real answer? Yeah. How much research we got? How much research do we have? Now. Once we have plenty of research and there is data, I'm a data guy. I will
1: entertain it. It's not. It's becoming more and more clear. Like even the fact that you just said that is going to be remarkably controversial, right? The to say what that I need data? No, that 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 you just you just took a statement against the the establishment. You know, you yeah, you, you did what you thought was you know a wise decision. You, you're an analytical person. Are you freaking person.
0: kidding me? You got you got. But uh, John Stewart goes on Stephen Colbert and says. How the hell do you mean this is not man-made? Stole what my whole flow. Like, yeah, what do you Stole mean this isn't man Stole my flow. I've been this saying this man-made. for six months. But Stole the, my flow. But the point is, somebody on the Break. Here's here's the biggest part on what's starting to happen. When you are so woke, you get to the point where you're so woke that you piss off your own party mm. where people on your own side, they're like, what the hell are you talking? I'm it's an not part
1: It's an obedience test, man. It, this has less yeah. and less to do with being healthy. It's not going to happen. This is not about it's healthy. Not gonna this happen, is though. are you on board or are you not? It's not going to happen. It's an obedience test from an
3: obedience cult. You're not going to be able to pull it off.
1: You're not going to be able to pull, pull, pull it off. It's just not going to happen in this country.
3: You're not going to be able to pull it off. What's going to happen when the data actually comes out and it may be what you're talking about? Like, Let's just say the data shows that you, or what you were saying earlier, that you don't necessarily have to have it based on your own natural immunity. Are people gonna just raise their hand and say, you know what, I was a little disrespectful to you for not wanting to do it before, but the data actually shows. Like, And I think that's where I sit right now. I just want people to live their life the best way that they can. Um, I'm not here to be right, left, none of that. Yeah. What I want you to do is do your, it's your choice when people were saying a lot of women, I remember going on Twitter saying, "My body, my choice." Mm-hmm. Well, does that apply now? And that's my question to a lot of people: Is it because it is your body, and no one knows what uh, what your DNA says? They don't know that you could, you know, have other ailments that make you have to wait. And why should someone point their fingers at you, yell at you, or call you names? And why does it have to be political? Why you can't just do it because you want to do it? Like you said, like your father wanted to do it. Okay, salute. Yeah, like, good for you. My parents did it. Yeah, mm-hmm. mine did too. And um, you know, I think it's important that you just let people live, and you're going to live with the consequences either way.
2: You all know, right? you know what's interesting for the going back to what you're saying though right now is that I was having a conversation with uh, a cousin of mine that she's real, real, you know, liberal, and I said, she says, you know, she's all pro-vaccine. I said, listen, here's the thing. The vaccine will prevent, if it let us say in 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 um in a theory it works the way you think it works. Mm-hmm. It protects me, not you. So why do you care so much if I take it? Does that make like it doesn't stop me from carrying it to somebody else? Mm-hmm. So it, I could understand how you would say, uh, take it because it prevents you from spreading it, but it doesn't. So why do you care if I? Why are you so trying to impose? me to take something I don't want to take. That's what I agree.
1: And and, and their marketing of this is what makes it more sus to me than anything else. Do it
2: because you love the people, the other people. But I can't stop from spreading it. They have made that very clear. So why do you care if I take... It's like we're sitting in a car with strangers and you decide to put on your seatbelt and I don't why would you care but That's they have not to the fact that
1: they have to incentivize it the way that they're incentivizing it like in Ohio take the vaccine and you're entered into a lottery to win a million dollars and I'm like do california, you have to do yeah. that like with viagra did you have to do that no it works <laughs> like people you don't
3: need yeah. to incentivize them yeah. you know what i'm saying like I, I i'm really shocked at how california did that right you're talking about incentivizing these people that literally those same people didn't they just lose their jobs Yep. Then they just lose their houses and stuff like that. Can we just give them their money first? Like, why do they have to do something now to go get that? Well, that's, a,
0: that's an interesting point. I cost you, you know? your job. I cost you your house. I cost you all that stuff. But you know what? If you take the vaccine, I'm going to give you this much money. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. But Dude, still, I just lost my life livelihood. Still a, it's still yeah. a
3: raffle, yeah. kind of. And I just think that, you know, when I saw that, I felt really bad for people because I'm thinking, well, what is going on in their head right now? Thinking like, well, how dare you? Say these things after I just lost everything, mm-hmm. and I don't know how I'm gonna. And I, you know, I go on Twitter a lot, and I just, I just read, and I'm seeing people say this, and they're like, "I just lost everything, and now you're dangling this, you're moving the goalposts, you're doing these things," yep. and I feel like I'm just very disrespected, and now I'm hurt. And even in Colorado, uh, Sheree and I, you know, we we've lived in different areas of Denver for the past five years. We have moved around a lot and the area that we're in now is more suburbs right um good homes good you know you got right you got left you got i mean literally you got like you know trump guy right here you got biden right here like flags this and that and everybody gets along it's great problem is right now the homelessness is crazy it is crazy we had to move from downtown denver because of how crazy the you've noticed is. it you've seen it within a year and a half wow i mean it's terrible yeah. like i will not like I will not let her walk around with her girlfriends like if they said oh we're just gonna have girls night, grab you know wine and go grab steak or something like that I'm like absolutely not it's not happening because of just how dirty it is now and um, it's starting to reach the neighborhoods right off the highways people holding up signs I mean people being at your local Target you know like just holding up a sign and you're just like how did this happen and you're thinking this person isn't on drugs this person lost everything and I'll be damned if I'm in Colorado and I see that same, oh, take this. It's like, give them something better than that. Mm-hmm. I'm tired of the slaps in the face, you know, by these you know people in power and just saying like, we'll do this and we'll get, no man, like let's use that money, create some better programs. You want for us,
1: bro. Well, just give, them, just
3: give them something better than that. I would just, because I think what I've seen is a lack of hope from those same people in the middle class. How do they recover and, and now we're looking at you know home prices, inflation, all these things you know happening they're not even seeing it yet. They're not even noticing that inflation is crazy. They don't even know that you know like I follow Daniel D Martino Booth and I'm looking at this and I'm like, we're screwed. Oh it's a about, lot of people it's are about
0: scr- to be it's about to be explosive. Mm-hmm. it's about to get very ugly and by the way, here's the biggest thing is when a person who is saying their entire lives, I work for you. My policy is to make your life better. But your policies temporarily hurt him or her, but two, three years down the line destroy that person's livelihood. There's only a matter of time before those guys say, I don't know if your policies are really that good for me. You're just hoping the folks on that end are not not naive enough to just say, I I think they're going to do it next time. I think they're going to do it next month. I think eventually people are going to be like, I'm not going to do this anymore. You've not done anything for my life.
1: California. California, mm-hmm. Colorado, Jersey, in Florida. All right. Like there's a reason why we're all here. Don't forget Norway, by the Norway, way. Norway. Yeah. By by way of, of uh, California. By way of California Newport. and a baby seal. He wrote it all the way here. <laughs> but the this is the thing. And again, to bring up Adam, right? Like Adam was like with a lockdown's really that bad. He's been in Florida the whole time. Like um. like you don't know. Yeah, like, like it sounds so cliche to say this, but you don't know what we went through. Like, I was yeah. a legit political hostage. Like, I literally have n- non-essential. Can you tattooed. show that? People,
0: people think that's like not real. No, that's a I, real tattoo. Non-essential. non-essential
1: tattooed because they, <laughs> they <laughs> shut me down. They shut, dude. I was on not one, I was on two mm-hmm. national tours. All right, thousand dollars a show. Not that anybody needs to know my my finances. Seventy shows, X'd out, gone. gone. 70 shows then i go back home to jersey the highest taxes in the damn country and they tell me because i I work nationally i'm ineligible for unemployment so i've been paying taxes in the jersey i can't get unemployment they won't let me work i'm seeing strip clubs and liquor stores open strippers are essential but i'm not (laughs) i'm watching wwe on tv and i'm like these damn bodybuilding stuntmen no offense don't get me wrong but i'm like these dudes are essential and I'm not like I'm watching these dudes dropping rock bottoms on each other. And I'm like, these guys are essential. And I'm anybody not
0: anybody that's essential during the pandemic is comedians. Yeah, dude. If there's anybody. Not that's essential, essential is brother.
1: Comedians. So I'm saying at 70, 70 grand, 18 months of my life, they locked us in. They locked us indoors. Like it was literally illegal after 10 o'clock for us to go outside. Like you had to show your papers. Like, what are you doing out here? Why 10 o'clock? Dude, because the coronavirus is a motorcycle gang and it comes out at night. That's why. That's why. All right? Because why Why did we have to wear our mask into, into, bro, don't even get me started. Oh, on the flight back, on the flight back, this just happened on the flight back from San Francisco. This woman, she, I, she had it out for me, man. She was like checking me. If my mask was here instead of here, she was like, sir, I've asked you to put your mask up. I was like, lady, When you were passing out the crackers five minutes ago, the entire plane took our masks off at the same time. We were sitting next to each other, unmasked, naked face next to each other for five whole minutes. I think if anybody had anything, it's been transmitted. Can I please? Can I please? You told just, her that.
0: Yes. Did they kick you off the plane? No, or? she
1: got mad at me. Then she came back again when it was here, I was like, say it from six feet away. If we're gonna if we're gonna follow rules, you didn't say that I to swear it. to God, <laughs> hand to God, to God. I was like, get six feet <laughs> away. If we're following rules, we're following all the rules. If we're following rules, we're following them all. Say it from six feet away. And what'd she say?
2: What'd she what she say?
1: She <laughs> backed up. She was like but, I was like, N-n-n-n-n. <laughs> you should have gone like this. Yeah. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> yeah.
3: Dude, I'm dying. i am wanna... died
1: And nobody needs sky waitresses anyway. Get but I outside. wanna
3: know but I wanna know what data shows that the amount of people who get hypoxia by wearing it. Because what's hypoxia? You never been to Denver? no No, like high altitude and all that stuff so like for instance like like
0: breckenridge you go there it takes you two days to adjust to it like remember when andres Calaraga was hitting home runs in Colorado?
3: i've been fat for a long time
1: (laughs) so so imagine okay so
3: quick story i go to sheree's like hey i need you go to uh home depot i said okay fine i go to home depot i gotta wear the mask so i'm pushing the card i'm putting stuff in and then next day i know i meet a few fans and i'm just trying to be nice and you know talk to him next thing you know i just start perspiring like cra- i'm sweating like bullets and i'm thinking the last time i felt like this was when i first moved to colorado and i went up to pike's peak mm. and i'm like why am i why is this happening and now like this person and in in this lady is like i saw you in this film and like it, it, oh my gosh my grandson can i take a picture and i'm like ma'am i'm about to pass out so i literally just took it off and I went out, I literally re- left the cart, ran outside, took a deep breath, and I was like, oh my gosh, I was near having an anxiety attack. And I, and I don't have that, and I was like, well, let's rewind, what happened? Doing this. Mm. And it was one of those that didn't have a lot of, um, it wasn't like, uh, it was very thick. And, and it just made, and I'm claustrophobic as hell already, so it just really made me worse. So now I've had to figure out like which one will allow me to be able to breathe. Mm-hmm. So if I am on the plane, luckily when I was on the plane uh, yesterday, um, I didn't have that same experience, you know, and it, and it is, you know, I've seen certain flight attendants like, you know, be cool with it and then not. Um, but mo- most important, I think it's very interesting when you're doing like this and then you take mm-hmm. the sip and you do that. And I'm thinking, how does that work? I, I just don't understand, and I'm not, you know, I'll make fun of one situation, and that is the person that wears it by themselves in the car. I just don't get it. Oh, Even even worse for me is when uh, Tyron Liu was doing the interview oh. behind
0: his desk, and he had a mask, and I'm like, bro, you're by yourself, what are you doing? Yeah, like, from the camera, Zoom. like, what are you doing? You're on Zoom,
1: take the note. You can't get the virus over Zoom. I've come to like the mask, though, because most people that are still wearing masks at this point are commie honkies anyway and they're better when they're muzzled so 100
3: the the, the commie
1: honkies are the ones you know the the soccer moms with the uh you know i'm with her sticker still on the back of their prius they're the ones messed up it's gonna take for us
2: it's gonna take for us to defend other people
1: not a communist (laughs) i made one
3: communist joke once to gerard now i'm a communist yeah so
2: last time i came to florida I was sitting next to a kid, and the kid was eating his M and M's. And the flight attendant told him, you know, hey, after you put one in your mouth, you have to cover yourself, right? And I told, her, and I told the flight, and the kid was so we're in first class, so we're sitting in the front. The mom is sitting next to her daughter on the on the next row, and I'm sitting next to him. And I think that he assumed he was with me, even though it was a little white boy, kind of weird, like I'm not white, you know. And I said, he's not doing that what you shit. To say? Say- no, no, no. <laughs> I'm just saying I'm not white, like obviously, right? <laughs> and I said, he's not, he's not gonna do that shit. I said, he's not gonna do that. I said we're normal human beings here. Okay, he's gonna eat whenever he's done. Then he's gonna put on his mask. So what you're doing is ridiculous. Don't go overboard either. Mm-hmm. And the guy just looked at me like, oh. Sh-. I said, they got addicted to the. Power. What I'm getting at is that there's gonna be a sense of people defending each other too. Does not make like you got to step up for other people? He's like, the kid couldn't be older than six years old. And then the I think he, the guy just looked at me. He went to the he went he just went to go do something else. The mom looked at me. She says thank you because it's annoying. Mm-hmm. He's a little kid. They make, you're, 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 you're making him fear things that are not real, you know? What well, would so be
3: different, don't you think, if there was someone that was sitting next to him that felt offended?
2: Yeah, of course. Now, but it if wasn't there's someone that.
3: else, yeah, then I could be like, okay, no yeah. problem. I don't know you, Pat, but we're sitting next to each other. But yeah. here's the other thing that I've noticed is that what about people that happen to get it? Mm-hmm. Um, don't they understand the whole, and this is kind of, oh, man going to go there the shedding What do you so, mean? meaning like you get anytime you get a shot and stuff mm-hmm. like that like you're gonna shed right well uh, i shed I the virus oh, So yeah what if you're sitting next to someone who you don't know and you're shedding the virus and they don't know it and they get sick or they have a complication interesting yeah it's interesting. so these are things that like i i do believe like you know when people say hey you should get this shot or whatever before you travel you wait 14 days you know, there's, you can go get the shot at the airport, yeah. at some of the airports, so what does that mean? Like, okay, well, that's fine, I get it. But then I shed it to some other person. You're literally who may be getting in, an active who, virus in that moment. Who may be immunocompromised, and now I put them at danger, mm. and I don't even know it. i never even considered that. And we don't think, like, so it's very tough to for figure out, like, a real protocol on how to figure this out. And I feel really bad for anyone that has, you know, immune disorders. My fiance has four. And, you know, it's it's, so I'm I understand. Yeah. You know, she's got the PCOS. You got Hashimoto's like she's got a lot of different things going on. So she can't really be around certain people at certain times. But, you know, she always tries to focus on what Beasley was saying is like, you know, how how can she protect herself naturally as much as possible? And and, in all essence, I do believe that we all should be figuring out, regardless if you take it or not, how can you boost your immunity naturally yeah we should always like i wish there i'm raising my hand right now america like if i can help seriously talk about health and fitness this and that and the other getting outside being you know being healthy that way eating better because i still go to the grocery store and i'm sure we all agree frozen food section aisle is still wiped out i mean yeah like the bad stuff yeah we got to do better We gotta do better. I know because
2: I take them. <laughs> so if you go to my city, they're wiped out. Oh,
3: that was me. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. But I mean, yeah. like you know, I and I'm not saying everybody's gotta eat like it's some you know competitive bodybuilder. What I am saying is that let's let's try to rethink some of these options. Phil, I
0: think you need a podcast. is what I think. Yep, I think you need a podcast. I, 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 it would be
3: interesting if you had. Do you have
0: a podcast currently right now or not? No. I think it'd be interesting if you had your own podcast and you brought athletes because you're connected. You're connected both through Hollywood. You have friends in Hollywood, you have friends in uh, all sports. I mean, Jamal Crawford's one of your buddies. You guys went to yeah. you guys played together. You got guys in the NBA, you guys got you got guys in football. Mm-hmm. Chad Johnson it's wants to beat you in in uh, bodybuilding, you know. It would be interesting if you ran your own podcast what that would look like. So you got strong opinions and at the same time you're mm-hmm. coming from a different lens. Yeah. A guy that's got a degree. You would look at a Phil Heath and you're like, oh, he's probably just a... Uh, you know Meathead. What? Meathead, right? Yeah. Guy's got a degree in engineering. Yeah. I confused it with accounting yesterday, but Ronnie's accounting, you're engineering, yeah. right? Accounting seven times Olympia. Yeah. And at the same time, he's got strong opinions for himself and he's independent. I would right? watch it. Yeah, it'd be, it'd be interesting if you had your own podcast. But, gang, if you're watching this, we're at the end. Thank you so much for joining the podcast. Hit that subscribe button if you enjoyed today's uh, podcast. If you'd like to see us bring back... The same crew we had here today, let us know by smashing that subscribe button. Expect short clips to go out sometime later on this afternoon. With that being said, I think the next podcast we're doing is not Thursday. This is a funny week. I got a lot of people coming to town this week, and I got one of the people that's coming to town this week is a a girl named Brooklyn, which is my daughter. We've got a lot of people coming to town this week. So we don't know this is going to be a little bit of a disruptive week, but I love the fact that she's disrupting a week. Are we doing it Friday morning? Is the next one Friday morning? Give me the date on what it is. Whatever date it is, uh, say that again.
2: Thursday at 8 a.m. it's going to start. Instead nine.
0: of 9. Thursday at 8 a.m. this week podcast. Daniel Martino Booth is here Thursday 8 a.m. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye, bye-bye, bye-bye.